It's a packed week, kids. This week on Top 5 for Fighting, a lot of stuff. It's going to be awesome. I have spoken. We're going to talk about it this week on Top 5 for Fighting. Dozens and dozens of years, decades of years. Decades of years. That's... First of all, first of all, give spoilers. Okay, we are. Oh we yeah, are yeah. Talk about spoilers. That would have been a huge dick if, move. Get the Charmin. Greg's gonna <laughs> shit on something. Tell you this. what's going on. There's a bunch of monkeys looking like they're fucking a coconut. Literally, anything in the goddamn fridge. Two hours later, you've got a Haitian mudslide going on, and then it's just you're like, why did I do this? I, he's I got really, that look on his face really like he's getting ready to punch a this, baby. Yeah, this this movie was a bag of dicks for me. He used to run through the house just hauling <laughs> ass. Nothing but underwear. Hauling ass naked, too. his underwear. Hauling ass. I'm going to have me some fun. I'm going to have me some fun. All right, let's just get right into it. Let's just jump have right spoken. in. Yeah, because it's been a couple weeks. And I'm going to start off with muchos apologies to everybody. I do not know what happened. We recorded a great episode uh, last week. I mean, not for nothing, great. but I, I crushed it. Ugh, I, I was so wet by the time <laughs> that that episode was over. I, from I the mean, condensation in the roof. It was amazing. I, I, I don't know what happened, guys. I'm very sorry. I lost the audio. We'll call it our first lost episode. It happens. But let's get right into The Mandalorian. Uh, yeah, let's, let's do that. Because um, here's how it went down. I was frothing at the mouth like a crack addict on payday, waiting for the first episode to come out. Of course, Disney had some startup troubles, whatever. I, I got past it, so the app finally worked. I got to watch it, and I just... I love how you just glossed right over that, I got past it. Yeah. You were ready to burn some shit to the I, ground you know what? It's that hind- Tuesday night. Hindsight is twenty twenty. okay? Okay. <laughs> I, I, I gathered myself. I calmed down. My I, phone was blushing. Yes. If I... <laughs> let's just put it this way. If I had the Infinity Gauntlet on, I would have snapped twice. Boom. Okay? Boom, boom. So, long story short, watched it. Loved it. Um, Dylan actually got to watch it before me um, back in his barracks. Test, he texted me. He says, two things. One, this is awesome. Two, why is it so short? Because it's only 40 minutes. But he said it was awesome. So that made it worse. So here we are today. I've, you know, I've already seen both episodes. I'm, you know, as we've already well established on this podcast, I'm super easy to please. Loved it. Loved every second of it. So I came in today. And basically grabbed you by the scruff of your neck, threw you in a chair. My balls still hurt. Logged into my account and made you watch the first episode. And early reactions on my part is I thought you enjoyed it. Fucking garbage, dude. <laughs> garbage. Yeah. You can charge me six ninety nine a month for that. No, that was... It's surprising that that's a television show. I, that's I how beautiful it is. Agreed. We're not going to give any spoilers here because if anybody hasn't, hasn't Spoiler seen free. it... Uh, it's amazing the names that they got that are playing the parts that it looks it looks like a Star Wars movie as it should because they paid Game of Thrones money per episode which on this I believe it's more they were between 13 and 15 million dollars per episode and it looks like it That's it's a lot of it money looks like a movie in a 40 minute TV show that really honestly has no business being a TV show it's mm-hmm. that good but it's a simple story, at least in the episode. And you haven't seen episode two yet, so I, w- I will save you the the, the spoilers. There's a on second that as episode. Well. Yeah, I heard that. They're, Hold on, guys. We'll be right back. I heard they're going to do a couple. Um, it's my impression so far, having watched both episodes. Yes, they're awesome. But two, when the episode ends, even after forty minutes, you're ha- like 
there's an ending. Like when that episode ends, you're like, okay. Like it, it doesn't do a Walking Dead or, you know, a 24 or, you know, other shows that, you know, when it ends, it leaves you like, oh, wait, what happened? Who's that? Who did what? Like there's a solution to each episode so far just through two. And hopefully that'll change because the story is going to get much bigger, I'm assuming. To a degree. But it's satisfying. When it ends, you're like, God damn, that was cool. Great action, great special effects. It was gorgeous. I'm very content with the story so far. Um, Basic too. Yeah, it is. It's not. It's cool not, shootout. Yeah, yeah. Cool droids, it's, aliens that you'll recognize. Little yeah. hints that Star Wars fans will will get. You'll be like, oh, I see what you did there. Doesn't overdo it, but just enough to remind you know make you feel like you're ten again. And yeah, it, and that's what I love about Star Wars in general. Yeah. Wait a yeah. minute. If I feel like I ten, I'm, I'm ten again. Does that mean I'm going to be like? No, you're not going to have the babysitter again this weekend. Sorry. Uh, you're, you're, you're past that age, sir. Does that mean that I'm not going to be allowed to walk through the streets of Columbus after 4 p.m.? <laughs> true. Very true. Well done. Yeah, it, it's almost that week, by the way. Yeah. Speaking of which, not to change the subject too drastically, fuck the NCAA and fuck Ohio State for having a guy get caught doing something illegal and he misses games against Maryland and Rutgers, but he's back for Penn State and Michigan. Fuck you, NCAA. Would Fuck you, you would you expect anything less? Nothing less. Ex- Nothing less. I know it's. I mean, I'm I'm not even gonna lose nope. my breath over yeah, it. We're done. Um, the only thing that I will say, which may surprise you, when I saw what happened and what this kid did, I I don't know what the bigger problem is. The fact that Ohio State gets away with whatever they want to get away with and they get slapped on the wrist every time, or the fact that this kid got a $500 loan from a family member and the NCAA is punishing a kid for that. Now, granted, fuck Ohio State. That's established. But a kid got money from a family member for regular food, groceries, whatever it may be. It's Ohio State, so probably for hookers and blow. I'm just saying. it's Listen, hookers hookers and blow is way too high class for Ohio State. It's meth and... Crack horse. Okay, fair enough. Okay, um, there's the NCAA has bigger problems, but yes, the fact that Ohio State just gets slapped on the wrist constantly for ridiculous stuff, it's just it's just accepted now. The, well, the Big will, Ten doesn't care because Ohio State is their cash cow. Yeah, when they start losing, things will change. Those will, that'll all go away when we're able to funnel uh, players four hundred thousand dollars a month through their YouTube channel to get them to come to our school. Uh, well, there you go, and yeah, and when Ohio State beats Michigan in two weeks, we'll see. Not, and it's not that I don't disagree with players being able to get money off their own likenesses. I agree, but now you can't monitor it. It, it it's going to open up. Hopefully, I mean, let's be honest. I hope it opens up one thing: NCAA twenty for PlayStation and Xbox. True. Bring back our football the best, game. The best football game ever. Fuck Madden. Bring back EA Sports. I agree. College NCAA football. I agree. We I'm all little, want it. I'm a little erect right now. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I mean, speaking of NCAA. Oh, shit. Let, let's just get right into that because, like I said, if you get me talking about the Mandy Loring, I'm going to spoil it. So let's just get off of that. So let me just what? The Manda? What are you talking about? Shh. What is that? The, the Mandal? Mandel. The Mandolin? Captain Corian? Captain Corian? Mando Calrissian? No, that, that's not it. The NCAA playoff. And football. It's a topic that comes up every single year. Yes, the BCS was totally garbage. 
and we're we're all we can all pretty much I think all widely agree we're glad the BCS is gone. Mm-hmm. Four team playoff, great. It's not enough teams, but I saw a tweet that actually came out um, earlier this week. In fact, let me pull it up while we're going over this. Dude, don't what don't pull it out. What I the said, fuck, man, up, not out. The elf contest hasn't started yet. That's going to be epic, by the way. Stay tuned. That's <laughs> called a spoiler teaser trailer teaser trailer. We'll call it a teaser, a, a tinsel teaser. There, there was a picture that came out, and it was basically essentially this: a sixteen-team playoff that took place. And I'm just going to read off half of the bracket. So, you, on the left side of the bracket, you have number one ranked LSU at home in Baton Rouge against Notre Dame. You have the ninth ranked Oklahoma Sooners at home against Penn State. Alabama at home against Wisconsin. That would be a bloodbath. And then you have Michigan at 13 going to Athens to play Georgia at 13, or at number four. And then, I mean, screw it. On the other half, you have Ohio State at home against Auburn, Minnesota at home against Utah, Oregon at home against Florida, Baylor at home against Clemson. My initial thought to this is, why is this not being done? Now, what's the first, ob- what's the first argument that always comes up, Greg? I don't know. Against this. It's too many games. Right. I have a fun fact for you, Greg. Okay. NCAA Hoops Basketball Tournament. Everybody loves March Madness, yep. right? Which basically takes up the whole month. Yep. Right? Do you know how many games are played in that NCAA tournament? Games. Individual games. Yeah, it's um, it's like 120-something or... There's... Well, I mean, it's... It's an astronaut. It's it more than I mean. This thing said there's 67 games played in that tournament in oh. that hoop tournament. Okay, because it's broken down in individual games. Okay, because you have the elimination game that gets you in. And correct. Okay. So let's assume that we take a 16 team playoff. That's 21 games total being played for for this football tournament of mm-hmm. 16 teams. Yeah. Now, let's do it. Take it a step even farther. Division two. They have more teams that play in a tournament. Every year, Division Three does it, and we're only talking about sixteen teams. Okay, my uh, when someone gives me the argument that it's too many games, it's complete. It's a cop out to me. It's bullshit. It's it's not a valid excuse because you can do a couple things. One of them is you eliminate one of the th- or two of the three non conference cupcake games that everybody plays which the SEC started years ago. Thanks a lot, douchebags. Get rid of that. Go down to one non-conference game and either add one conference game, because let's face it, all these conferences have enough teams that there's no excuse that Michigan shouldn't play Iowa one year or Minnesota, especially when they have a rivalry. There's enough teams in every conference, SEC, that Alabama shouldn't be able to play Citadel in November to tune up for Auburn every single year. Mm -hmm. It's a joke. Drop that game. Make these teams play more games in their conference. Force them to have better conference records, which is going to have a more accurate conference championship game. The whole month of November, or I'm sorry, December, is basically no football. No football was played basically in December until we get what I'm, if I remember right, it's what, the second week of December is when the... It's the 14th to 15th when the bowl games start. And they're horrible bowl games. I'm not, don't punish not, those. I'm, I'm not, not saying horrible bowl games are just not, I'm not Alabama versus Georgia. I'm not saying erase those games because those kids absolutely deserve to play in those bowl games. Right. But overall, as college football fans, we're not clearing our schedules to make sure that we watch these games. If they're on, great. We'll check it out for what a quarter, unless it's just a tight 
great game, and, and then we'll watch. Generally, it's not. Most, most bowl games, whether you choose to acknowledge it or not, are good football games. You may not like the two teams that are playing, but you get to see two teams that don't typically play each other, and it ends up being a pretty good bowl game. I think overall for us college fo- football fans in general, except the NFL, fuck them, we'll get to that. College games in general, we'd love to see that. Because how often do you ever get to see Oregon play Auburn or Old Miss or, you know, games like that where you see two teams like, oh, yeah, those are two named schools. This is kind of cool. Which is really what the Bulls were designed to do. We need to – I'm not saying 16 is the right answer. Honestly, I've always stated that I think eight is the perfect number because if you're not ranked in the top eight, do you really – I mean, do you really have a UCF argument? I mean, it's 16 would be great because I think every game on that bracket that I just named off, I, I don't think there's any football fans that wouldn't want to see any of those games. No, of course not. I think it'd be great. It's just going to make a billion more dollars for the NCAA on top of what they're already making. Um, a true playoff with more teams, to me, it does more. it does one thing more than anything else. It legitimizes the national championship. Because now it's not an Alabama road where all they have to play is LSU and then win a conference championship to get into the top game. And then they have a month to prepare for whoever they're going to play. Now it's a tougher road. And now when a national championship's crowned, that's a legit national champ. I'm not saying the current ones are not legit, but it really puts a stamp on, look at the road they had to take to win that title. Mm -hmm. That's just my thoughts on it. Proceed, sir. Okay. You have the floor. And I won't interrupt. (laughs) <laughs> I promise. Maybe. I, I think that the, the college national championship in, in football is legitimized simply because the, the teams are playing with the rules that are given to them at the beginning, and they work their way through the season, and they win it. We may not agree with the rules, but that is, you know, that's just how it works out. The, the, to take, uh, have a 16-team playoff would be spectacular. Everybody wants to see it. The problem there is is it doesn't make your schedule and your must-win games as important. It's significantly easier to have a two-loss team be a national champion. It does take away a little bit of that, oh, my God, we lost. I hope we can get in. I don't know that that's right. Can I add one thing to that? You weren't going to fucking interrupt me. I, I totally lied. I'm kidding. <laughs> Because yeah, the course, point, because the point you just made is one hundred percent true, and I completely agree with that point. What that does on top of that, let's go back to two thousand and six, and of course I'm going to bring this up. Number one, Ohio State plays number two, Michigan. Mm-hmm. Okay, that game went down to the wire yep. by four points. Yep, four points, and of course Urban Meyer was at Florida at the time and was bitching up a storm. We shouldn't have a rematch between Michigan and Ohio State. Well, you kind of bitched about the same thing having a rematch a couple years prior between Florida and whoever it was. Florida and Florida State. But you have a highly – I'm just – take Michigan out of the equation. Let's say it's LSU, mm-hmm. and they have a two-loss year. They play in the SEC championship game, and they lose by one on a last-second field goal. Does that LSU team not deserve a shot to play in a playoff? No, of course of course they do. That's all I'm and, saying. And it's, it's garbage because what the reason we didn't get a Michigan-Ohio State rematch when it was number one versus number two was because they played at the end of the year. Right. Which, so if, if, if number one loses to number two in week two and they fall down to seven, 
and then you're going to make them fall down to seven at the end of the season. You're not giving them time to work back up. They're still number one, number two. That that part of it should be taken. The, the whole subjective, you're number one, should be taken out of it. You can also piggyback one more argument to that. Well, then th- that doesn't. they're not really playing for anything. The hell they're not because they're playing for a better seed. It's also garbage when a team, let's let's say, okay, what you've got right now going on is you're going to have LSU play Georgia in the national champ- in the SEC championship Correct. game. Alabama will not be in the SEC championship game. The loser of the SEC championship game will fall below Alabama. Alabama. And, and while and Alabama's it, doing what? Sitting and, yeah, home. And if it's LSU, LSU will fall below Alabama, who they beat. Which is which a is travesty. So I'll proceed through my situation here. Go. Wants to see the 16-team playoff because it gives significantly more teams a shot. This is why we're never going to see it. And I don't agree with it, but this is why. If you play the season that you play right now in college football and you do the 16-game format, that means that a college football team will play 17 games in a season to win the national championship. And that's more teams than an NFL team plays, which is unfortunate. Now, I know that the argument is, well, the NCAA does it. Yeah, but playing two, two basketball games in a weekend is a complete different situation as to playing two football games in a weekend. It I just, agree. It just can't, it, it can't right. happen. You can't recover from it. Hockey players do it. Eight game. Well, hockey play. Well, you know what we've said. I'm many, just kidding. No, no, I'm just kidding. We've said many times that hockey players are some of the most physically gifted athletes, just because of the the strength, the stamina, the grace, the agility. Real life it's, terminators. It, it is. It's 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 completely different. Everybody will say, "Well, you can go down to eight teams," but if you go down to eight teams, you're still playing three games. So now you're playing sixteen games in a season. Maybe 15. This year was an anomaly because of the way the weekends fell between Labor Day and Thanksgiving. There was an extra weekend. Everybody was able to pick up a game. Right. And you can't say, well, we'll shorten the regular season. And there's two buys in a season now, which right. I hate. Which, which, yeah, which they gave. And, the, and you can't say, well, we'll just shorten the regular season instead of it being 12 games to 10 games. Because now you have teams like, and this is not an insult if anybody is a fan of these teams, let's say Northern Illinois or Texas State. They're not going to play in the national championship. One in a million shot. Now you just cost them two home games or a, ho- a home game of revenue, which right. kills their athletic department. Right. Do I want to see 16 games? Fucking A right I want to see 16 games because that is – I'm sorry. That's better than the NFL playoffs. 100%. Those teams that you just saw, and, and those teams are going to change in the next that couple weeks. That bracket would be uh, amazing. incredible. Amazing. Here's what has to happen in my opinion. It doesn't matter how many teams you have. If you have four, if you have six, if you have eight, there's always going to be the media doing that. But what about such and such? They should be in. You're right. It doesn't matter if you've got 80 teams or eight teams. They're always going to do that because they have to have something for you to watch. But you know what my answer to that would be? If you're going to come to me, not, not you specific, just anybody in general, is a fan of the number five team, and they're going to bitch and moan that oh, their yeah. team didn't get in. That's li- I will legitimately listen to that and sympathize with that a lot more than, well, we were ranked number 17. No, no, shut up. Right. Shut no, your face. Because there should be qualifiers. Conference championship gets in. All, all the Power Five gets it. You, that conference championship is a lock. That, that's to get in. Um, you could even add one of the not Power Five. With 16 teams, you can add Northern mm-hmm. Illinois, whatever. I don't even know what they play in. But if they win their conference – they're in, but you still have enough leeway there to have a team like Michigan loses to Ohio State, ranked number two, loses by four in the last 10 seconds of the game. That's a legitimate, okay, 
that's a way for those teams to not miss their shot right? because they played a top-tier team, whereas, you know, like you said, in Northern Illinois, you know, if you're UCF, that silences that whole argument. Yeah. They get in undefeated, and they get steamrolled by Alabama, and everyone's happy, and USF can, UCF can shut up. I think I think there's, in my opinion, you only have one way to do this. And I know this is going to sound crappy because it's going to eliminate a lot of teams. We have the Power Five. Yep. You got the Pac-10, the Big Ten, the Big 12, the SEC, and the ACC. You got to take the five conference champions. What about the Big East? The Big East doesn't exist anymore. Oh, that's right. The Big East is the uh, uh, American Athletic Conference. Right. You have the Power Five, and then you have the the Bowl whatever five. Sure. You got to take the the five conference winners because if you don't win your conference, you don't deserve to be national champion. I completely I, agree. I, 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 and anybody who tells me otherwise can kiss my ass. Oh, we met them on a bad weekend. Or Too at fucking least, bad. or at least that you have an automatic buy into the, an automatic invitation to the let's just call it the tournament because right. that's what it is. It's a playoff tournament. And after that, after those six teams, you have to take the top ranked non power five team. Right. That won their conference. Sure. Okay. So that's six. That's six teams. That's six teams. So with, now we're, we're two, down to ten. With no, that's that's six teams. The five power five oh, and the top ranked. I'm sorry. I'm just assuming that we're doing a sixteen team. No, so, no. So there's no, no, six I, tickets punched already. Right. Well, the only way that you can do it, I think personally, that it would ever fly is with six teams. Right. And the and then you have the five power five. You have the the one at large that is not from the SEC or the ACC. They are. You got to give those bottom five conferences something to shoot for. You right. got to give them something. That's where I think eight's the sweet spot because you have two at yeah. at large bids. Yeah, you can you can and you could even go eight would be three at large if yeah. you win eight. Yep. The problem is with eight, you've still got to play three games. If you right. go six teams, the top two get a buy, and, and I, there's and there's and each team play you play two games. And I do agree with you on one thing: the the conference championship should still mean something. Absolutely, you have to you have to be able to win your conference because because this, this is what's going to happen. Alabama is going to beat Auburn most likely. Yeah, I know I that mean, Auburn is good, and, and, and Tua Tagata- Tagovailoa is out. Okay, yeah. so they might lose, but let's say that Alabama beats Auburn. Right, Georgia wins out, LSU wins out. The loser of the SEC championship game is going to fall below Alabama, and they should. There's not. no fucking excuse for that. Right, there's I, none. I, I agree, but we all know that the committee right. loves Alabama. No, I know, and now and and this whole bowl selection process is. It, it's shit, too, because it's people sitting on a board going, well, I like them better. Why do you like them better? Oh, well, because, you know. No, you can't sit here and tell me that you can, that you can't tell me that LSU, having beat four top ten ranked teams, That's insane. should have ever been below Ohio State. Because, I'm sorry, even though we're Ohio State haters, yeah, they beat Wisconsin, but Wisconsin has proven that they're not that amazing. Ohio State has played nobody. God, I wish Michigan could replay Wisconsin nobody. right now. <laughs> So to tell me to it can't it cannot be subjective. It has to be we won our conference, we belong in the bracket. The gray area the, the gray area has to be greatly reduced. Yes, I, I completely it does. agree. You know, that was the bitch with the BCS. Well, you know, we didn't play as tough a schedule as you did, but we won by more points. Well, yeah, you won by more points. You played fucking Jerry Lewis School for the Blind. Yeah. I mean, Citadel. Let, let's, just, let's just say Citadel because it's so fun to say. <laughs> I, get so, I feel so bad making fun of Citadel because they're a military school. They're not there to play I, football. But. It's, but, but that's my point. Yeah. That's the team that teams like Alabama are seeking out to play and, in November. And to show you, to show you how unbiased I am, I got into a discussion with someone on Twitter this week 
uh, and it was with uh, Detroit Sports Podcast Network saying, how bad is Michigan State? And I said, hey, you're or some, how bad is Michigan State? And I said, they're worse than Florida State. Now, anybody who listens who knows I'm a huge Florida State mark. Huge. And somebody came back at me with an old nation going, well, you know what? Now that Taggart's gone, we're 6-6, six and six, and we've won our last two games. And I replied to them, look, beating Alabama State – in no, October is Does like bragging count. that you beat up a kid in a wheelchair. Yep, I, I completely give me, agree. Give me a, Alabama State don't fucking count, young lady or sir or whoever want, you were. Let's just say twitty it. Yeah, Alabama State does it doesn't count. You got to tell me that you beat people that mattered. Somebody. Yeah, it's not. Oh, we we won six games. I'm happy Florida State's going to a bowl. It's huge for their for their recruitment. But I mean, you beat Alabama State. Don't 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 jump up that I was making fun of Michigan State by saying they're worse than Florida State because. Fact is, you had to beat Alabama State to get into a bowl game. So back yep. up. Yeah, it, it keep just keep it in perspective is, is all you're saying. Yeah, yeah, and that's fair. I want a 16 game ch- tournament as bad as anybody else does, but it's just, it's just not, it's not. The word is escaping me. It, those feasible. Kids, feasible. They're 18. They're 19 year old kids. You're asking to play 17 football games in a season. Yeah, that's a lot. They're, but I mean, at the same time, l- l- let's face it. They're playing football. It is they are. a couple more. And what are they all trying to do? Get to the NFL. No, I know. I, and, I, I understand that. You know what and I mean? I, I'm not arguing that a point. But I just don't think. I think tweaks and adjustments can be made. Yeah. Especially when we go, for all intents and purposes, three weeks in December with no football. Let's throw some more football in there. Give them a week to two week break in between this playoff. There is a mini solution right there. Two weeks of rest. Rest up. Get your body right. Treatment, whatever it needs to do, get healthy, get ready to play. Because let's be honest, it's three more games, but yeah, they'll get a rest. Suck it up, dude. You're a college football. You're an NCAA Division One athlete. You should be physically able to do it. I think that's just my thing. I think I, I'm not sure why they take the month of December off. It used to be it used to be exams. Now they don't need to worry about that because they have other people taking the exams for them. I don't know what the answer or what the reasoning is now. Yeah, it's, but I just it it's I know this it's gonna change. It's just a question of to how many and when they do it. I it's gonna you, happen. I tell you what, I'd like to see four is not enough. I'd like to see the three round playoff come back or, or or happen with the six teams. Right. And wild card weekend in the NFL is wild card weekend. That's right. usually the first or second weekend in January. Yep. You have all your bowl games. You don't count these top six. Then these kids get a month and a half off. They get to rest up. They get to heal. Then on divisional playoff weekend, you have four college football games. You can do two on Friday night, two on Saturday, early Saturday, however you want to do it. On Sunday or the following weekend, you have uh, – that's AFC Championship, NFC Championship weekend. You have two games. And then the weekend in between the Super Bowl and the AFC Championship games, instead of watching that garbage-ass Pro Bowl that nobody gives a fuck about. Is that still a thing? You have the National Championship game. And listen, NCAA, you do it on a Saturday night when I can fucking watch it. Those idiots. Not on a Monday night at 945. They will never learn. Because they they do their basketball championship game at Monday at 9 o'clock, which I I mean... People, People watch it. It makes no... Physical sense to me in any way whatsoever. It's straight up dollars and cents because they can charge more for advertising on a Monday night that's prime time than they can on a Saturday night because Monday night viewership on TV is more than Saturday night. 
Yeah, it, it, it's, That's it. That's it's the just, only reason. It, it's, it's just stupid. stupid. It makes no sense. But Let a lot us, of stuff the NCAA give us, does. Give us a college championship game at 645 on a, Saturday, on a Saturday night like you do with the Super Bowl that should be moved to a Saturday night. Agreed. So that we can start getting drunk at 8 a.m. Saturday morning, getting drunk, cooking the chili, cooking or, the turkey, fucking living it up. As the countryside cheerleaders say, we'll get rowdy, R-O-W-D-I-E. R O W D I E. Because that's the way you spell Rowdy. That's the way you spell Rowdy. Exactly. Rowdy. Oh, 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 Rowdy. Hi, Morgan. Um, Morgan, you don't know this, but I actually hear that shit when I'm on the field. (laughs) I I know. You've told me. Um, And Greg, every time, says that's not how you spell Rowdy. Just saying. What? (laughs) What? Isn't that how Rowdy Roddy Piper spelled his name? That's how I've always spelled it. Fucking A. Skippy, baby. So. Let's skip over to the NFL real quick. Ooh. Now, as we have said, and I've told you for... <laughs> I was, uh, I, I'd say, I was just trying to help a brother put his helmet back on. <laughs> yeah, no <laughs> shit, right? I have stopped watching the NFL for, what, almost a month? I have not. I mean, I, I know, and you're a Patriots fan, so I get it. If, if I was on the verge of another Super Bowl, I'd watch every week, too. I'm just a football fan. Uh, I am, too, but the NFL has... I'm sick of the NFL. I'm... But okay. You know why. Reasons... Penalties, bullshit, drama, dr- divas. I'm just over the end. And let's be in the the other fifty percent of this equation. The Lions are fucking trash. Okay, but long story short, I'm out of the NFL. I, I've dropped it. I've, I'm not saying I'm never going to watch again. The season's over for Detroit. I got nothing left to watch. Every time I turn on, there's been times where I've flipped channels. Of course, I'll stop on a game just to see what a score is. Um, I mean, it's not like I'm avoiding it. Like you know herpes or anything the first time i think it was two weeks ago i turned it on there is a roughing the passer call where the the quarterback didn't have the ball out of his seconds for a tenth of a second he gets hit the guy doesn't fall like and it's it's roughing the passer i'm like i'm out i i just i can't do the nfl anymore with their garbage rules and their bullshit drama that being aside all that aside Having, having said that, we're talking more football a little bit this week because we've decided we want to focus more on our actual Top 5 for Fighting podcast. Our podcast? And and we enjoy the football thing, but it's getting very hard to, right. to, to with time and schedules and everything. So we're going to kind of mix it all back. Not all sports, but it just kind of building up because we haven't anything for two weeks. I don't disagree. Hold on. Because as I said earlier when I texted you, because you've been busier than a Catholic priest at a Wiggles concert. Just saying. I laughed so damn hard when I heard that I couldn't stand it. I told all the guys that I work with, and they're like, Jesus Christ, what's wrong with him? And I'm like, nothing. He's perfect. It's a long... Well, thank you. Yes, you're welcome. Amy would say there's a long list, but... (laughs) Um, I'm going to... I'm Honestly... So then comes Monday morning. I think it was Monday morning. Uh Uh-oh. What happened on Monday morning? All the replays and all the talk and and uh, the, yeah, and yeah. The, it's I mean you couldn't avoid it. It's if you looked on Twitter or Facebook or ESP anything, everything is about the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Cleveland Browns and what happened. And I'm not gonna lie, when I saw the replay, I was even shocked for the NFL. I was like, that dude literally just swung a helmet and tried to handicap another human being without a helmet on. But I'll let you start. I that I was gonna say I I love football. We we I, both I do. It. And I have found myself this year I have Sunday ticket. I about had a meltdown this year when I didn't think I was gonna have it. You've had it since I've known you. I've I've had it for twenty two years. Yeah. I am not watching football this year the way I normally do. And I'm not watching it this year 
I mean, you you are convinced that the Patriots are on the track to the Super Bowl. 100%. Uh, I I think they've got some holes right now. I think they're an upper echelon team. They've got it. They've got they've got to score some more points, but they're still a top 3 football team. I'm sure. scared to death of the Ravens. Oh shit. I mean, everybody Everybody is right everybody now. has a gimmick and typically the person that knows how to shut that gimmick down is Bill Belichick just asked the Los Angeles Rams. Yep. But I don't find myself in the chair on Sunday doing nothing but watching football. Right. I'm seeing less and less really good matchups. I'm seeing less and less really good football games. Every week you have a couple of games that you're like, well, Jesus, I didn't think that was going to... A couple weeks ago, the, the Chargers and the Titans. Great football game, right. right down to the wire. I never would have picked that. Right. I can watch five, basically five games at a time on Sunday Ticket because I can pick the five games I want and then they're on... It's called the, like the last four, so I can bounce back and forth sure. between them real quick. I'm not seeing the high-end quality, high-end matchups each week. What I'm seeing is kind of a, a league that's struggling with itself, and we've got people like Dan Orlovsky, who used to be a, a quarterback for the for the Lions. Very knowledgeable. No. Very good Very good quarterback. Very knowledgeable. He's a commentator. He's, he's got some good stuff. Talking about telling the owners you're – you're 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 ruining your product, right? And they are shit. A lot and, of former players have said that, and they're ruining it because listen, I can't shit on the referees because it's hard. It's not as easy as you think. I agree. There's uh, a lot I, of people I think, know. oh, well, he's standing right there looking at it. You got 22 guys on a field that go 22 directions now at the, at an instant. Let me and defend you're myself on all. this real quick. It's not the referees so much that I have a problem with. It's the monkeys fucking a coconut up in the replay booth that 100% not decipher in super slow mo with 1080p every single ang- angle knowledge available to their expense, and they can't get a fucking call right. Well, if you're going to make anything reviewable, you got to make it all reviewable, first of all. And get I people sh- qualified enough to yeah. make the right call. This pass interference rule that they've thrown in to that, say it's, it's garbage. That just they get, refuse to overturn? Just get rid of it. That they refuse to overturn. Yeah, because you don't want to make the officials look bad. DeAndre Hopkins, he straight up got fucking raped in the end zone last weekend. I mean, there is no other way to say it. There's a lot of people that don't like that word. I understand. But that's what happened to him. It was an episode of Oz in that end zone. Wow. And and, and they reviewed it, and they were like, nah, you're good. And Hopkins straight up after the game said... That motherfucker don't know what he's talking about. He needs to go, and he gets suspended or not I, suspended, but he gets punished for it. But there's, and I'm not saying the referees are the ones that. I mean, there should be training and all of that stuff. The replay officials are the ones that need to have the hammer dropped on Absolutely. them. Absolutely, absolutely. It'll never happen. It won't happen because nope. the NFL is they're up there. They're inadequate and they just don't care. I'm struggling. I'm struggling with the fact that they don't seem to know what they want to call and how they want to call it. Right. You've got. You've got to have a group of guys that all understand that if a quarterback gets tackled and he gets thrown to the ground, if the defender does not drive him into the ground with his face mask or his shoulder, it's not pass interference. He's a quarterback. He's still allowed to be hit. Yes, you can look at a hit that is savage and know it's savage, especially if you're an official that has the experience that these guys do. Right. But it's not just about, well, you know, I kind of fucked up on the last play by not getting that hold and I'll give him this one. That That's... That is what's ruining it for me. It doesn't I'm, make it right. Yeah, I agree. I'm seeing teams literally having games taken away from them because of bad calls. Literally, you know, well, we, we, we typically let the play go and then review if it was a fumble. But then this week, ah, oh, fuck it. We'll just go ahead and blow it. with no For no reason. Yeah. I, I agree. I thought it, it's... Where it started for me 
or earlier this year where, where it really started to where I'm like, I, I just I can't anymore is when they have the ruling where a defensive player, let's say, is tackling a quarterback or a receiver, and they say that the defender put all of his body weight on the player after the tackle. That's a penalty. What are you supposed to do with him? What are you you're supposed to go matrix on him and slow time down and roll yourself off before that player? Uh, it's yes, you are. It makes zero s- common sense to me how a player at full speed is supposed to recognize, "Hey, I should roll to the left because I don't need all of my body weight." No, it it's football. It's going to. That's like telling us a, a skater in, in the NHL if you're going to check somebody, you need to slow down to about eight miles an hour. Yeah. Oh, I sure. agree. Okay. I agree. That's going to happen. It's just, I, I just can't with the NFL and their bullshit anymore. And, th- and that's why I just, I'm out. Like last Sunday, perfect example. I went to the movies and saw two movies. Oh my God. What'd you see, Mike? I took my Sundays back about a month ago and it has been exhilarating. Let's see. What did I do last Sunday? Oh, that's right. I worked you were 15 working, and a half yeah, hours. Yeah, you were working. <laughs> you, you, your schedule is ridiculous lately. Um, but no, I, I went to the movies all day. Uh, you know, Amy went out shopping with her buddy, Crazy Bridget, and um, came home schnockered. I mean, they had a few beverages. Good which, for them. Yeah, I mean, that's what... If there's anything Bridget's good at, it's day drinking. I'll say that. Mm. Um, so yeah, I spent the entire day at AMC. I went and saw Charlie's Angels, and I saw Dr. Sleep. That's great. And, and? I, I didn't watch any bullshit NFL games. I didn't watch the Lions lose, which they did. I, it's And I had a great time. It was relaxing. I wasn't pissed. I wasn't frustrated. I was just like, hey, this was a great Sunday. And it's great. And I love it. And it's I, I'm just over it. I hope it changes. I really do. Because, you know, obviously we're football fans. Um, I am a Lions fan. I just choose not to watch them, you know, until things get better, which based on past history is never. But whatever, there's always next year. Yeah, I, you know, I kind of feel bad for the Lions. I think they had, I think they had a pretty good start to the season, and I think, I think injuries have really, have really messed them up. Uh, it's, you know, Stafford was on fire. He was having an MVP. He was on type. fire. A- absolutely, I mean, he, he was. He wouldn't have won it because he's a Lion, but he was having an MVP caliber type year. Yeah, he, he was, and I don't. The only thing I have to, that worries me about Stafford is this is the second year in a row he's had broken bones in his back. Yeah, it's it's it's, it, some, yeah. it's time to start drafting a quarterback. Or because they can't draft anyway. I mean, granted, they did figure out to draft Stafford, but it, it's time to find that next franchise quarterback. Yeah, Not right away. Groom him so when it is time, you can Aaron Rodgers yourself, and you got someone ready to go. Yeah. But it's Detroit. Yeah. They won't do that. They won't do that at all? No. Because, you know, okay, I'm going to use common sense on you right now. You've got a quarterback, in all intents and purposes, a great quarterback in Matthew Stafford. Agree? Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I think he's probably one of the better quarterbacks the Lions have ever had. Let's say in the league he's right top now. Three. In, in the league, probably t- top 10 without arguing. Uh, not even a Without question. a doubt. Not even a question. Probably closer to top five. But anyway, two years in a row now, you've had a quarterback that's been injured with broken bones in his back. How about you go out and get yourself an offensive no, no, line? No, 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 no. You've got to be able to put pressure on the opposing quarterback. Let's get defensive linemen. Let's just keep bringing <laughs> all pro defensive linemen here that can't play for we some can, reason. We can, gra- we can draft guys from Ohio State. You know what we call that, Greg? We call them lionizing. We call them lionizing. They get lionized, and then they can't play. They're, they suck. Stop letting your quarterback get his back broken and go get a fucking offensive line. I feel I feel that's 95% of what's wrong with the Bucks. I've been saying it for years, but... 
you know, I mean, every, I mean everybody's I know? shitting all over Winston. But you know what? When you have 1.3 seconds to throw, yeah. what, do you, what do you expect out of the guy, for Christ's sake? Plus, so, your defense sucks. To circle this back to the helmet issue, he got suspended oh, yeah. for the rest of the year. Okay? Yeah. Suspended. And that's not even the end of it. They, all, all they've said is, for now, the rest of the year. He is indefinitely suspended. Right. But it, 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 the indefinite... We'll see what happens. With, it, the indefinite includes, without a doubt the entire regular season and playoffs of this year. Right. So he cannot petition. He has to sign up to be reinstated, much like Josh Gordon did. Sure. But he can't come back until next year. Here's what I think should have happened. And I was listening. Today I actually did some research. Research. I looked on, played on the internet at lunch. (laughs) Shannon Sharp was even surprised. Shannon Sharp was shocked at what he saw. And I thought for Skip Bayless, who I cannot stand, Made some really good points, and I, I wish we had Richard here because I would get his opinion on this. He basically was correct when he said, what you saw was assault with a deadly weapon. Absolutely it was. And I thought about it. I'm like, holy shit, he's right. Well, Because he described it exactly how I, I, I was playing this. If that helmet is turned around and the crown of that helmet hit the top of that guy's head, at the very minimum, he's unconscious. He's probably got a fractured skull. It, 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 Let me put it to you this way. It's unprecedented what happened. You're standing on the corner out here waiting on a bus. You're waiting on a bus because you're going to go to work. I don't right. know. You're waiting on a fucking bus for some reason. And I walk up to you, and I look at you, and I go, Michigan. And out of my pocket, I pull an NFL helmet, and I hit you over the head with it. Right. What happens to me? Um, I go to fucking jail, son. That's oh. a, I'm sorry. That's attempted murder. As far I as I thought, you were going to take my beer, go home, and watch football. No, I would never do that. Oh, that's nice of you. Think, think about that. If somebody it, that helmet is a baseball bat, a hammer, um, uh, uh, it's a fist. That that is assault. I actually saw people make the argument online, which is never a good idea to do. Just avoid Twitter when it comes to shit like this. I know people are so dumb. Defending him in saying that, well. He didn't start it. Are you kidding me? He did that. That that's your argument. He didn't start it. There is there is a following out there, and um, a friend of the show, Sarah Healy, posted online. Who has? I'm not. I, I'm just going to say this right now. Has the greatest Facebook profile picture oh, you've ever seen. She's incredible. She's and she's so smart. She's she, she makes me she makes me feel dumb when I talk to her. Again, she, she said, scares me. She, oh yeah, that picture scares me. <laughs> she said unpopular unpopular opinion. Rudolph started it and and lost, and she could very well be right. But if however, if we walk up to each other in a Walmart, and and Garrett said today in his hearing that Rudolph called me a slur, which we all know that okay. what he's referring to. Sure, but if I walk up to you in a Walmart and I say that to you and you knock my teeth out, you still go to jail. Correct. Am I a piece of crap for calling you that? Absolutely. Undoubtedly. But. I would still defend you. I, well, thank you. All right, but but you know what I'm saying. I, right. I and and she could listen. I don't. I don't think that that happened. Just be. Garrett said he lost his cool after the game. He says I lost my cool. I I I cannot defend what I did. I screwed up. I lost my cool. Something happened to make him lose his cool. Right. For sure. We don't know. But the fact of the matter is, you still here's hit the, a guy with his helmet. Here's the problem, and, and here's where I, I think for the first time in my life, agreed with what Skip Bayless... No, no, no. What Shannon Sharp said, who I love Shannon Sharp. I 
I just do. I could listen to that guy talk about sports all day. Yeah. He needs his own podcast or whatever. What we saw and the way he put it, I'm paraphrasing, was an unprecedented action on a football field that we've never seen before. What the NFL needs to do is an unprecedented punishment. Because a lot of people will say, well, he didn't hit him. He well, he tried to do it, but he didn't do it. I don't care. He tried to do it. Oh no, he hit him with the he, helmet. He hit him, but he didn't hit him with the end of the other side of the helmet that could have really done. And I'm not. Let's just not beat around the bush. Could have killed him if he hit him right and hit him hard enough. Could have. He still tried to do it. That's intent. Yeah. He intended to seriously injure this guy. So the punishment for that needs to do one thing and one thing only eliminate players from having the intent and losing their shit enough to maim somebody else on the field. For real. So I, what I thought should happen, and I actually had people saying that I was wrong in this, obviously banned the rest of the year. He should be banned a calendar year from the NFL and then have to have hearings to attempt to be reinstated in the NFL. Which is what you do have to do once you apply for Which is good, but there should definitely be anger counseling in that. Yeah, I get it. Football is a violent sport. So is hockey. What, whatever. It, the other sports, they're not as violent, but they're still. It's a violent game. But you should never get to the point where you lose the intent to play a football play. You've got to remember that to it's a injure game, somebody else. It's a game at, at, at all points. This is where I find that the NFL fell down in this. If you watch that film over and over, of course we we all seen Garrett hitting sure. Rudolph with the helmet. But a couple of seconds after that. Marquise Pouncey and another offensive lineman have Garrett. One of them is laying on Garrett. Marquise Pouncey kicks Miles Garrett in the head twice. Yep. Then he drops down on him and he throws three punches. Okay. After Garrett is laying face down with no helmet. With no Garrett had a helmet on. Oh, he had it at this Garrett point. He had a helmet on. Okay. The, the Pittsburgh offensive lineman is laying on top of Miles Garrett. Okay. And so he's not going anywhere. Pouncey kicks him in the head twice, then goes down to a knee and swings haymakers at his head right. three times, which. Listen, is the dumbest thing in sports right? to do. All you're gonna do is break your hands. Pouncey got a three game suspension that has now been reduced to a two game suspension. You kick somebody in the head twice. I don't care why you kicked him in the head. Once is you enough. You kicked him in the head twice. Remember a couple years ago when um, uh, the the guy from the the, the Titans stepped on David Grodd's head, uh, Hainsworth, Albert yeah. Hainsworth. He got a six game ban for stepping on his. He just kind of stomped on his head after a play. We're going to reduce this. And the old boy that came up after the play and hit Rudolph in the back and yeah. leveled him did not get suspended. What the fuck tape are you guys watching? Yeah, it's crazy. I I, I don't know. So, I mean, we'll see what happens. It's just something I just I, I knew we had to at least talk about. Right. But we'll see what happens. And the fact that it's the NFL, I don't care. But I'll, I'll hear about it when it comes out. Well, it's it's you know it's also and I don't want to upset anybody, but it's, it's kind of two garbage teams true. that really needed a win. But still, no excuse. Also, to back my point up earlier, this is the kind of shit I'm always hearing about the NFL. It's never like, dude, did you see that overtime game that came down to the last three seconds and it was a 65 yard field? It it it's never like, dude, that game was the game of the year. It's it's never anything like that. It's like. Oh, did you hear about the missed call that cost this team? Or did you hear about these two players that went schoolyard and tried to beat the shit out of each other? Or this it's it's never anything usually good football related when it comes to the NFL anymore. But unfortunately, 
that is a product of our culture. In the media, and they're going to focus hear, on that. You never hear about the 99 guys that work at Walmart that help the old old oh, woman I get it. into I, her I, car. I know that. You're going to hear about the one guy that stole somebody's purse. But we can't hear about that all the time. It, I, I know we, we can't. do, unfortunately. But we don't want to. The focus should be how good the football games were. Yeah. And it's I not agree. anymore. And it's not anymore. I agree. The majority of the time. Like you said, the Titans-Chargers game was... You're right. People talked about it for two minutes. You're right. But it, it is maybe next year. Maybe. Um, yeah, so that's what I got. I was going to get into the Joker sequel stuff, but we'll save that for next week. Cause, what? Because I know we've been on forever. Okay, fine. Should there be a sequel? I think there should be a sequel if it's done right. Okay, we both agree. I it's. But having said that, with my faith in Warner Brothers, uh, they're well, not going to do it right. <laughs> all right. So so let's play a game. Okay. I'm just the head of Warner. Want to play just a tip? No, we save that for Friday. Okay. <laughs> and after she's had a little bit of wine. So I'm the head of Warner Brothers. I say, Greg, I want you to do the Joker sequel. Here's the pen. Here's the paper. Here's the checkbook. What do you do? Pop quiz, hot shot. Pop As good as this movie was... As good as it was, they Forget gave us... Forget this movie. No, 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 no. It's, it's established. But we already have the origin story. But, okay, now here we are. Joker is the Joker, whether he's on the streets or he's still locked up mm-hmm. in Arkham. Briefly, what story do you do? You can't do, How do you approach it? You can't do this now without Batman. I completely agree. You, you can't. Which doesn't make it a Joker movie. It makes it a Batman movie. But you can still make it primarily a, a few... A, a Joker versus Batman movie. Yeah. Because so it's so the, it's a Batman movie. Here's no no no. Here's one thing that we haven't seen done yet. You do a movie like that through the eyes of the villain. I mean, you can do it. I don't think people will like it. We had a Suicide Squad movie that had 4 minutes of the Batman in yeah, it. But they made but they still made the bad guys the good guys. But I'm saying though, we can see something. You gave us a Joker movie we never thought we would see. Oh, no, I, I agree. Continue that from the aspect of the Joker, whether it be he takes over Arkham Asylum, he's planning all this stuff, and yeah, there's there has to be Batman in it. We agree there. But it doesn't have to be 90% Batman and 10% Joker anymore. Agreed. Flip the script. I think my concern is, is that if you're going to do that, you're going to have Joker, at this point, you're, you're going to have him, Let's let's say you've shown us how Joker became Joker. Sure. Now you're going to show us like the rise of Joker. Let's let's say we do it like the Planet of the Apes movies did. This is where it came from. <laughs> Ironically okay? enough, this same is, director. Right. This is where it went, and this is how it ended. That's doing the Batman. I mean, right. The bad. The thing I think that you have a problem with there is that even though the Joker is this revered villain in Gotham, the Joker is never really like king of the underworld. He's just this guy, uh, you know. The dark—that's what made the Dark Knight so good was because they made the Joker true to the Joker. He just kind of shows up, and they're like, "Who the fuck are you?" And he's like, "Let me show you." And then he gets followers, right? He—he's so good, but instantly he just finds people to follow him. True, but instantly cuts those people loose because he is straight chaos. He right. just wants to watch it burn. So, so what do we do? We watch him build something up for a movie, and then it goes away. I don't, I don't know. I think, look, we all want more Joker. We, sure. we do. I just, honest to God, between you and me, this is what we had the text thing about the other day. I, they're going to do it, most likely. Yeah. I, I feel like they're going to fall down on the story. 
we can all agree on that. Wonder Woman. Look at Wonder Woman is like, like Wonder Woman was was really good. It was really good. I really enjoyed it. Ninety five percent of that movie was fantastic. Agreed. But now we see with a a person that is a hero that has so many uh, arch nemesis with so many directions you can go, and they are floundering hard. Right. This movie is struggling and has been. It's odd that we haven't seen anything yet, but it comes out next year. It comes year. out next summer, yeah. yeah. Like, we have a poster. We're, we still have not seen Kristen Wiig as Cheetah. Seriously? Which we are supposed to see a trailer in December because okay. it's going to one of the Comic-Cons somewhere, Brazil, or whatever it right, may be. Right. We should see something kick off in December. I would like to see a really good Joker sequel. I would like to see a really good, successful Joker sequel. I think we're probably going to kind of get a pile of garbage. All I'm scared to death that we are. History points that way. Yeah. And, and I can't even argue with you right? on that. I can't even defend that. Is it going to happen? Because you're right. You said it straight up. A billion dollars guarantees a sequel. Pretty much. I am concerned that what they're going to do is they're going to put something in front of Joaquin Phoenix, and he's going he's gonna to go, this isn't what I want to do. Yeah. And they're going to try and cram somebody else in there. And... and it, that's a bomb waiting to happen. Exactly. That's why I think... Oh, excuse me. God bless you. If they gave us something, one, we never thought we were going to see, mm-hmm. two, something we've never seen before... True. I think you continue that. You don't do a true Dark Knight-type sequel where it's good versus evil and the eyes of Batman trying to figure out and interrupt and do all this stuff. You flip it, and you keep doing what you did in the first movie, and you carry that on with... It's a Joker movie, let's say 60-40, Joker versus Batman. Mm-hmm. You see the Joker doing his story, what causing whatever kind of trouble he's trying to cause. But throughout that movie, it's yes, you have to you have to have Batman involved. I can get on board with that, but, but that would you be very do it, hard to write. You do something we've never seen before. Yeah. And I think that it just it for one, it really redeems DC, continues to to grow them in doing something different that we haven't seen before. Will it happen? Probably not. I think the other thing that you're going to struggle with here is is we've talked about we've talked about Spider-Man and Deadpool, right? Oh god. We can't put Spider-Man and Deadpool together why? Because Sony's never going to allow Spider-Man to be in an R-rated movie because the world's not ready for that kind of awesome. Agreed. Agreed. What do we do if we have Batman and Joker in a movie is it rated R? Why not? not? Well, because DC Dark that, that that's the I, label that this is supposed I, to be under. I, I agree, but are they gonna are they gonna allow that? Are they gonna do it right? You know what I mean? There's a feel that Joker had that was we've said it before it was very Shining esque. It was very a descent. Let's do this. Let let's just for shits and giggles. I love shits and giggles. Cameras haven't rolling on the Batman movie yet, and they don't even start until I think late next year. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that movie hasn't even guess probably because they don't have a fucking script. That, that could be. Allegedly, and I even got the comic that this is based off of, which is called the the Long Halloween, which is basically all uh, let's what is it? Six villains are involved, but mm-hmm. there's a someone is murdering a bunch of people, and he's trying to figure out who's involved and through all these villains, whatever it may be. But anyway, do you think the arch nemesis ends up being Hillary? <laughs> AKA the Suicide Sorry, Squad had to be there. Yeah, the Suicide Squad had to say it. Sorry. Um, side note. I texted Hillary, or you t- tweeted I tweeted. It? Yeah, Richard actually started it. Oh shit! She tweeted something. Richard responded with it was very Richard like. It was very classful and very educated. He's like your hypocrisy is knows no bounds or no limits or something like that. So of course I had to tweet, and I simply said, "What's your favorite movie?" And I put a gif in of the Suicide Squad. 
<laughs> Will she read it? Probably not. No. So, for the record, if I'm not here next week... We're going to get out ahead of it and say you didn't kill yourself? I did not kill myself, okay. nor do I intend to, because The Rise of Skywalker is not out yet. Right. If it's in January, eh, who knows? We'll talk then. I got, I've got a feeling that the the Batman movie, which is what they're calling the one with Robert Pattinson, right. the Batman movie, is going to be a lot like... It's almost to me like they ran Gotham on on uh, Fox for five or six years, and this is where the Batman's going to pick up. That's my opinion. Matt I Reeves th- has already said, which I totally support. It's a detective movie, which we cool. It's the best part of Batman. That absolutely world's greatest world's greatest detective. That, that's the the catch line for all of the old comics and yep. stuff. Love it. Love the thought. Love the idea. Awesome. But I don't know. We'll, we'll see. There's always hope that we're going to get something good from DC. But I mean, they delivered on Joker. They did. So I they mean, did. But they you know delivered what? on Wonder Woman. Every squirrel finds a nut. They delivered on Aquaman. I mean, people can hate it all they want. It made a shit ton. Of, it made a billion dollars. Well, hey, Suicide Squad made a bunch of movie money, and it, people shit all over it. They just showed the wrong version of it. The theater. Of course, they that did. was that problem. Of course, they did. But anyway, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I already have a Deadshot movie. I, can, I already have a script for a Deadshot Can movie. I watch it? Fucking A. All right. We'll make it. Can we make it with our elves? We can make it with our with elves. The Tinsel Tickler? Oh, my God. That's a villain name. The Tinsel Tickler. Holy shit. Yep. There he is. He could be an elf, too. Oh, wait. He could be the bad guy that Buddy has to fight. Spoiler. Have people even come... Do people know about this yet? No, because we haven't taken our break. Oh, well, let's take our break. Let's take our break. All right, we'll And be guys, back. we have something for you. We have spoken. What? Yeah, let's hey, hey, Greg. There we go. Now our Instagram. 45 seconds of All dead right. air, and here hey. we go. Electri- the electrician figured it out eventually. <laughs> yeah, eventually. So we Getting are live there. on Facebook and Instagram. And in the real world. Yeah, hello. Yeah. We have uh, um, somewhat a contest that the marketing angel has decided that she needs to run for the two of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike and I are in the dark. Uh, totally. She told me she had a contest. I'm like, hey, why don't you give me a heads up? And she's like, no, that'd be unfair. And I was like, pfft. Nice job, Susan. Thanks, babe. Nice job. Yeah. So, what do you got for us? All right. So, um, I received a call from the Belschnickel the other day. Belschnickel's awesome. Belschnickel is awesome. And he told me that he has judged you so far this year to be impish. Duh. I mean, right? was that ever a question? I mean, <laughs> and I still got a month to go. <laughs> yeah. But not quite impish enough. So, story of my life. Give it time. We devised this this torch. I'm (laughs) (laughs) nice job. So, we devised a little bit of a torch. I mean, uh, contest. We for the two of you. Um, and we are um, basing it on the torture that many parents put themselves through every time this year because they think it's cute to get an elf on the shelf, and then they don't realize the commitment. Oh, I thought you were going to say unbelievable credit card debt. Well, that too. Oh, I thought we were going to do the kitty on titties. Oh. Have you seen those? No. There's, oh, no. There's all kinds of different ones that rhyme. Like, have you seen elf on a shelf, and then you've seen... Mench on a bench. There's so many of them. It's, yeah. Awesome. They're so funny. All right, so... I present to you these two off-brand elves because I do not believe in big elf on the shelf money. Well, I'm not shopping at the high dollar stores anyway, so yes. <laughs> so each week, starting next week, you are going to uh, put your elves in compromising or naughty positions, Ready? like like. Hey, <laughs> 
shit, it broke off. Hold on, I, I gotta, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta pasco this thing up a little bit. Oh God, guys! I got a knife. I can cut that off for you in a little uh, while if you want. Oh, sorry, right. I got teeth. <laughs> That's what Larry Bobby said. Oh, oh, nice. Shit. Marketing angel scores big. Yeah, baby. So each week, uh, you guys will take uh, pictures of yourselves in compromising or naughty positions. And what I, is I, this Kevlar? It, it mm-hmm. might be. Um, oh, now it looks that like makes he, great radio noise, by the way. Now it looks like he wiped and um, didn't get it all. So I've 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 brought some examples. <laughs> God damn. <dude. laughs> and Mike is an example. They Holy always God. have been <laughs> of what not to do uh, and a, what a not to say. Bad example. Okay, so we have you know the um, the Hugh Hefner elf. Okay. Here, um, we have the jigsaw elf with the duct tape or the electrical tape um, in replace of the toilet paper, wanting to play a game. Uh, we have uh, the graffiti elf on the mirror. Suck my balls. Suck my balls. Now these are just. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So these are just inspirations. So, so we actually get, get to do creative. this as a contest. You get to do yes. this creatively. You are competing against each other, and then we have a very dead Rudolph. Love it. This Fantastic. is an ash elf. Um, the ash elf. So uh, Beautiful. So each week you'll be competing against each other. You will send me your pictures on Thursday. We will post them on Friday on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Yes. Um, so you know, on Facebook, <laughs> we'll do it as a poll. On uh, Instagram and Twitter, um, we'll devise a point system by likes, um, and each week you will compete against each other. Um, just so we know, I'm dragging this through the gutter. <laughs> I mean, seriously. I would expect nothing this else, is, sir. Because, <laughs> I mean, she set the bar high for us on yeah. this. I'm going way under it. <laughs> I'm probably gonna. I'm probably gonna visit my first adult toy store. In years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Christ. There, there is no show budget for this. You know that, right? So it's a Christmas <clears throat> budget. Yeah. The winner again will be decided by our our listeners and our followers on on social media. The winner between the two of you will get this lovely Funko Pop. Holy shit! Bell Schnickel, fun- Dwight oh. as Bell Schnickel. I am going to Funko wipe your Pop. ass with this contest. I'm sure you will. Oh, that's going that's in the awesome. cave, right? Yes. All right. So, um, because we don't want to leave your listeners out, um, we are going to provide an opportunity for one lucky listener to win a Bell Snickel as well. So, what we're doing is we are going to, um, each week we are on, what, 65, episode 65 or 66 right Uh, now? No, we're (laughs) on like 35 or 36, I love love the enthusiasm. I mean, we got to, yeah, let's let's hit that year mark. It's been that kind of a year. Um, okay, so uh, 36, this is 36? Ish, yeah. Ish, okay. 35. So, 35, okay. So episodes uh, 36, 37, and 38 of Top 5 for Fighting. <laughs> uh, each week you will have in each episode a, a secret Santa Christmas, sounds like a dirty word, but isn't a dirty word um, that is of, of that episode. You know, like. Nutcracker. Okay. <laughs> it's already started. It's going to be so fun. Sweaty balls. Mike is not paying attention anymore. Oh, I, no, he's I, been totally I'm, paying attention. It's have, just the wheels are turning, I baby. Just, the wheels hey, are turning. So you're going to have to listen, listeners, each episode and keep track of what the secret word is for those three episodes. And after episode 38, there will be a form on top5forfighting.com. 
Um, submit all three secret words, and you will be entered into a drawing for your very own Funko Pop Dwight as Belschnickel. Impish. And you know what? Just to make sure that we don't, uh, there, there's no, uh, we'll, we'll draw it live. We'll draw oh, it on a Facebook nice. Live video, Ooh, right? Yeah, perfect. that's perfect. Perfect. Yep. And so. what I would like to say to the marketing angel currently is... Well done. We this is going to be so you. much fun. We bow before you. Thank you. Now just sit back and let me ruin the whole thing. I mean, <laughs> so like <clears throat> ruining holiday fun and like cheer what I'm the reaction I'm going for is really my reaction. <laughs> reaction I'm going for is what the fuck just happened? Really? <laughs> so is Amy going to be your barometer for that? Oh, every day. I, I, I get that every day. Yeah. All right. All right, guys. Thank so you very much. You are welcome. Yeah. Buckle up, kids. Oh, it's going to be an interesting December. Yeah. All right. This will okay. be a good time. Nice okay. job. All right. Thank you very Thanks. much. Thanks. Wait, did you name your elf? Oh, yeah. We you guys get to name the elves. That's we, the best part. We have part. to name this. Because I got mine already. What's yours? I don't know, man. I'm not. I'm not that creative that quick. Really? What's yours? Meet Mr. Tinsel Tickler. <laughs> oh, <man>. <laughs> <laughs> How about um, Nogballs? What if? What if? <laughs> what if he was an elf wrestler, and he was Gerald the G Spot Gladstone? Not, pff, hey, great. Not that. Hey, that's a T-shirt. Je- that is a T-shirt. Marketing is everything. Gerald, the G spot. Oh, <laughs> Clearly, he just got the bionic elbow. You, sh- <laughs> you sure he's not the gin finder because he's already passed out? He might. He might be. Oh, oh, that's gotta. Oh, that's gotta hurt. That's fantastic. Been nice job. All right, tinsel tickler for the win. Bye. Later. Well, that was quite the break. I loved it. It was great. I broke twice. You broke twice. I did. It was that good. Fantastic. How do I? Wait a minute. How do I know which one's mine? I, oh, because mine has a tag. Yeah, there you go. Remember, mine, if you guys, if you my, guys watched got the toilet paper sticking if out, if you guys watched our video and listened to the promo right there, you'll totally get it. We really are gonna have some fun with this, so you guys participate and um, you get a Belschlickel. NC seventeen. NC seventeen. Um, I don't even know what else, what else to say. Yeah. So um, we had a special guest this week for about a half hour. Yep. We got to talk to Colby. From the Colby Told Me podcast, who is a dear friend of the show, uh, we talked to him about Doctor Sleep and a handful of other things. So we would like for you to hear that, and we're going to play that for you right now. Enjoy. All right. So here's our special guest this week, the one, the only Colby Mack. The Great Return. Yes. <laughs> How you doing, buddy? Yo, yo, yo! What up? How you living, everybody? Hey, man. Paycheck to paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> week, week to week, day by day. But hey, at least it's not 105 <laughs> degrees out anymore. Oh my god, I know, right? Yeah. What, what's the weather right now? What was it today? 76. Yeah, it got up to about 75, 76 yeah. today. Supposed to get down uh, mid 60s tonight. 59 oh. this morning. 57 this morning on the way to work. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. it's perfect. I'm not gonna lie. It's perfect. All right. God bless you guys. I was actually, I was, I was, I was in Orlando last weekend in Central Florida. My mother-in-law had a birthday. And it was like, all right, it's like 75, 78 degrees. And in Atlanta, for some reason, there was like that polar vortex or Arctic blast, whatever whatever it is. Yeah. And it was like 28 degrees. So 
Um, if I sound not, if I sound a little nasally, I currently have a cold. My body is slowly shutting down, but I had to come through, <laughs> my guys. But you still made it out to see Doctor Sleep. I mean, yeah, man. I mean, I mean, who, well, I'm one of the few people that did. Let's, let's put it that way. Yeah, which is sad because I, I mean, it, granted, it took me too long to go see it. Greg and Susan saw it opening night for the preview. No, we actually got to see it uh, early the night before Halloween. We so, got VIP. Um, from Fandango oh, and got to see it. You, I don't, you're I, so dude, fancy. That's the only time I've ever gotten anything super special early. Yeah. And, and I'm like, geez, we got to go see this the night before. So we saw it like three weeks ago. Of course, and I held everybody up because I just got, got to see it finally on Sunday. No worries. No or worries. Saturday or Sunday. I think it was Sunday. What did you think, Colby? Yo, it's... um. So uh, I've never seen The Shining before until just a couple of months ago. So it was interesting seeing these movies like for the first time kind of back to back uh, i got a chance to catch it when it was playing at amc and that like digitally remastered you know restored all that stuff right nice. and i have i had like a little blind spot the film was before 1985 so um it was my first stanley kubrick movie that i ever saw stuff like that and the shining was a really unique film it's like you grow up knowing the pop culture revolved around the shining and Stephen King is very much still a part of the conversation. Sure. And The Shining was held up to such a pedestal. So I think maybe my expectations were super high for this this 40-year you know, sequel. I, I haven't read a book since high school. So I've never read The Shining book, the Dr. Sleep sequel. It's a terrible, it's a terrible title. I start off with that. It's a shit title. Um, but when I saw the trailer for Dr. Sleep, I was like, yo, I'm really, really excited to watch The Shining and then watch this movie. And to be honest with you, it's a good movie. Like, it's it's a it's a good movie. I mean, you kind of look at the cast. You got you McGregor. You know, you got Rebecca Ferguson. Um, it's it's like it's not as I hate using the word scary when you talk about a film because scary is such like a subjective you know classification to how you experience a film. I think the way that our minds work back in the eighties were very different. We're now. We're not conditioned to let things scare us, you know, uh, atmospherically like we were back then. You know, like, shit, I was scared watching the poltergeist just seeing the, the TV, you know, not in tune. Like that, that scared the hell out of me. Right. Um, Whenever I got my TV on and I can't get a picture, oh my that, that drive, I'm so scared. I'm like, what am I going to do? You know what's scarier? When the Wi-Fi goes so out. quick. <laughs> <laughs> Frightening. But, like, you know, this, what, what I found really unique is that the tone was a lot more different than what I expected. Because, like, I, The Shining is like a, it's a ghost story. This doesn't feel like a ghost story. This feels like a supernatural thriller. Yep. And I just wasn't prepared for it. But I still think that visually, the film looked great. I thought the direction was cool. There's some things that I would do differently with the script. And it was a very long film. It could have shaved off maybe like, you know, 15 or 20 minutes in that instance. But overall, I think it was fine. But, you know, when, it re- when we got back to where I thought we were going to go in the third act, I really like it. I was like, all right, yeah, now we're here. But thing, I, think it was, I think it was a good movie. Good. And, and coming from a critic, that's high praise. Because <laughs> as, as we've all known and established, I'm the easy one to appease. But one thing I, that you mentioned on your review podcast that I thought was a great point on your part the fact that you didn't see this when you were a kid, it didn't have that effect on you that it did for, I know for myself, that movie scared the living shit out of me as a kid. Um, and it wasn't so much Jack, it was the visuals. Like when Danny's going down the hallway 
and he looks in the room and you see the guy dressed as what looked like Worf the dog from the Muppets. The quick little visuals in that movie that just scared the hell out of me. Um, obviously, like you said, these days, if I'd have saw that today, it it wouldn't have the same effect. And it, it stinks that it you didn't get that, but at least you got to see it and you did like it. But I thought that was a great point on your part. Thank you, man. Yeah. The the two the thing about the shining that always got me was the the unknown. You know, you, you the first time you watched it, you didn't have that terror of a Michael Myers blasting through the door or a Jason killing the counselors. You had that what is where's he going? What what's what's gonna happen here? You have that descent into the darkness. That feel in the shining is what still creeps me out to this day when I watch it. The only complaint that I have about Doctor Sleep is I I thoroughly enjoyed it. Was you did not have that creepiness. You didn't. You almost. It was almost a good guy, bad guy type thing. Oh, exactly. I totally agree. But, but they really, to me, did it well. I yep. will say the scene where they they did where they harvested. I'm going to air quote that that little boy. Yeah, that was hard <laughs> to watch. That was tough, dude. That was tough. Oh, that's that's the most uncomfortable scene of the entire movie. And, right. And I got to say this: when I put my horror hat on. I, I eat that shit up. They nailed so it. So I really, I, I, it's as uncomfortable as it is to watch, it's probably one of the strongest points in the film of the terror. With zero blood. Because it, because to me, this is what it does, and it's so hard to do, in I guess, in movies these days. That point right there establishes the fact that you have villains, and they are a legitimate threat, and they are terrifying. Because they're just out for one thing, and that's basically to end you and feed off of you. And to me, that's pretty frightening. And to make it as painful as possible because it makes the steam that much more sweet. That's crazy. Right? Yeah, and I think one thing, going back to The Shining, which to me, it, for me, and again, this is just me personally, and I know, Colby, what you had mentioned, that scary movies is tough to say anymore because these days, let's face us, real life is scarier than anything you're going to see in any movie at any time whatsoever. Um, Amen to that. One thing that, to <laughs> me, for me personally, that's always been... Legitimately scary is the un like Greg said the unknown, but silence, not knowing what's in the room, not knowing what's down the hall. Um, a movie that comes up that I still to this day will defend because of the whole thing is I Am Legend with Will Smith. Being the oh, only man. person in not not knowing, not hearing, not seeing what's out there to me is more scary than a Michael or a Jason because at least in that point. You can see what you're up against. All right, man, let's go. At least I can see what I'm fighting. If you can't see or hear what, what's out there, to me that is numbingly scared. Scary. I would love to make a horror movie that kind of falls along the lines of um, oh, doggone it, the one with um, John, Krasin- John Krasinski. Uh, oh, Quiet Place. Quiet, quiet Place. place. Yep. Where you don't have any background music. Oh, it's it's all that, that would be like to me. Would I, I don't know if I could sit in a theater and watch it because they always tip it off with the music, you know. Always, and then you're like, oh my god, I I thought everything about this was great. I thought the actors were great. I thought that young girl that played and I don't even remember her name. It's been so long. Um, uh, the one that uh, Danny's buddy, Dan, the the little girl that that, that yep. called out to Danny. She was fantastic. She was great. What a strong, what a great job. Yeah. The casting to me was perfect. It was beautiful. I thought the third act to me was a little... I would have liked to see a little more conflict between them and the Overlook. 
But what they did, I can't, I can't complain about. I was just, dude, when they, the, how, what did you guys think about the scene where they were started driving up the mountain and they started playing the original music from The Shining with the original view with the f- plane flying flawless. over? Flawless. I, I thought it was flawless. I was like, oh. Colby, your thoughts? It was the first. It was the first time that I actually felt the connection to the previous film because up in the first two acts, you know, if we didn't have the kind of extended, you know, cut scenes um, in like the first ten minutes of the film, which right. are events that kind of happen, you know, directly after The Shining, if you didn't know that this was a Shining movie, it didn't tell itself that it was a Shining movie at all. Um, so it wasn't until the third act that we get. And actually, the way that they redid the score, they added some additional elements to it, but it felt the most. I love seeing that grand sweep, you know, sweeping camera going through the mountains and stuff like that, and then getting it over, and then it felt a lot. Um, the only thing is, is that there was a lot of events in this film that were very telegraphed. I could see everything coming a mile away. Um, there wasn't very many surprises, and the overlook... The, the, the re- I think the reason why The Shining is a stronger film, in my opinion, there's a lot of ambiguity to a lot of what's going on. At the time when people watched it in 1980, nobody knew what the fuck. Like, I don't, we don't, honestly don't know. And Kubrick wasn't explaining it at all. We didn't have the benefit of the internet to rely on trying to figure out, like, what does this mean? What is that? Right. Where we do now, we overanalyze films. And, you know, films are it's, it's gonna, films have to work two to five times harder to be as special as the ones that we grew up with in the 70s and 80s and 90s, unfortunately. And uh, while I like the Overlook, um, I feel like it lost some of the effect because we all knew what was going to happen. Yeah, I I agree. And that's one of the things that I actually had written down in my notes. And tell me if you agree or not, Colby, but I felt like the Overlook is a character in and of itself. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's especially in the first movie because, I mean, the whole movie takes place there, but... I like what they did in this one, being that they saved it for the third act because it didn't rely on the first movie to be a whole sequel, but it was the finale and it ended up there, and I thought that really made this a stronger movie because it didn't rely on the Overlook to carry it through the whole movie. I agree with yeah, the, you're, you're right. I agree with you saying it was it kind of telegraphed itself. Yeah, you you knew what was going to happen. They were going to make it back there. They had to. The, 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 there was a couple parts that did surprise me. Uh, the part where they had the shootout in the woods. Yes. And at the very yeah. end, she's like, yeah. kill was yourself. I like, wasn't expecting that action sequence there. Not yeah, at all. That, and that was pretty solid. Um, although I will say that from a military point of view, you never set up an ambush where both your shooters are in the same spot. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> but one thing that caught me off guard that I absolutely loved, yes, we're in a supernatural thriller, but guns still matter. Oh, yeah. Like, and, they, it, and they dropped them like bad habits. Yeah, and yeah. it was... That I, you're right, Kobe. That totally caught me off guard, and I was like, "Okay, this is sweet." I didn't expect I didn't expect the young girl's father to die either. To be completely honest with you, nope. Did and honestly, I didn't expect oh, that oh, little yeah, boy to die. Oh yeah, spoilers. <laughs> oh yeah. By the way, if you haven't seen it yet, <laughs> don't worry. I'm gonna post it. But like Colby said, and unfortunately, this movie did not do well. And there's it's I, only it's only done 38 million in two weekends. Yeah, and it's you know what? And hold I, on. Hold on, I'm sorry. Go oh, ahead. You're gonna look that cool because I'm gonna ask Colby something. And I know, like, I've had a lot of awesome discussions with Colby, like, through, through, through text back and forth. Like, we talk about movies and stuff, or, you know, and I love the fact that we disagree on stuff, but agree that everything's awesome no matter what. But, Colby, wouldn't you think, or wouldn't you agree to some extent that movies today, as opposed to when we were kids, we're just harder to impress these days, except for myself, of course. But movies, fans, well, general, and, and audiences in general, they're just harder to please these days. You're absolutely right. The reason is, is that we consume 
so much more content than we did before. Think about the hours of the day that we spent outside playing, um, where we didn't have phones distracting us or little clips on TikTok and YouTube. There's so much content and our brains are constantly being oriented by what we're seeing. Um, so because of that, it's hard for a story to really grip us. People get disinterested, you know, when they're watching something for more than 90 minutes. Um, and now this film is two and a half hours. This is a long movie. It didn't feel, feel like it. Times. And, I didn't think it felt like well, it at all. It's, I think definitely for, for depending upon, you know, uh, your, you know, on you and your, like your taste. Like I actually really, really enjoyed it. And it's because I was still coming off of my high from watching the shiny for the first time. So I was very much engaged, but there was a lot, there was, there's ways to trim the fat in this movie if you wanted to. Sure. Um, I feel like you got to really earn a two and a half hour movie because you got to tack on 23 minutes of previews. That's a three hour, three hour, 15 minute experience between, you know, actually being in the movie theater. Um, and a lot of people know that ahead of time, just like, you know what, I'll wait. And we, because we have so much content in the back of a lot of people's minds, I'll just wait till this goes on Netflix, even though this will never go on Netflix. Which is a shame, too, because I've, you know, probably a lot like you in the sense that I, if you give me a choice between my living room and a Dolby theater, I'm at the theater oh, every God. single time. And oh, yeah. when people say, when I hear people, I still, I mean, obviously not everyone's like us when it comes to movies, especially myself, like, oh, I'll just wait for it to come home. And I'm like, God, you are shorting yourself such a good time at the movies with the way that Dolby presents their movies these days. Doctor Sleep has made twenty four. Yeah, right. Doctor Sleep, uh, as of the end of the November fifteenth through seventeenth weekend, has made twenty four million. It made six million yeah. this weekend, but <clears throat> the fact is, Ford versus Ferrari stomped everybody in the face this weekend, right? Because of the money that it made, it made thirty one million this weekend. I, I would like to see what kind of longevity Doctor Sleep has. The thing, the two things to me that it has working against it is there's a lot of people that go to the movies now. Yep. that have never seen The Shining because, oh, it's an old movie. Why would I watch that? Which is crazy. Which is silly. The second thing to me is it is technically a horror movie, but it's not a horror movie that people today want to watch. They the, want to watch people chopped up and, and the, the blood and the gore. I think it's not the, there. The biggest mistake they made with this movie is not releasing it in mid-October. Yeah, it should have been out before Halloween. Absolutely, hundred percent. And it should have been out in Halloween, uh, before Halloween, in conjunction with a uh, "Come Watch The Shining" for these two weeks in the theater, right? And then come watch Doctor Sleep yeah. or a Doubleheader, even. Yeah. Yeah, and I, and I think this is where Warner Brothers dropped the ball. Um, obviously, you know, they on one hand they were servicing Joker um, and really leveraging that film in the middle of October. It didn't necessarily have to be an October release, but they're trying to be strategic to make as much money as possible. Um, but then that just left Dr. Sleep to go by the wayside because Joker is a far more, you know, exceptional film comparatively to this. Oh, sure. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's tough. And, then I, and like I said, you know, a lot of people, when they hear the word general audience goers, they don't know what Dr. Sleep is. You know, there's still a lot of people that go to the, to the box office with their newspaper in hand and say, what's this Dr. Sleep movie? Tell me about it. You know, they have no idea what it's linked to. Um, this, it, but it's hard. Try to, try to give a shine, like, give a title for the Shining sequel. Shining, the shiniest. I don't know. It's, it's no, I, I think it's hard. Even, even better. You do the Shining and then semicolon, Dr. Sleep. Simple. Yeah. Simple. Yeah. Just simple. You know, um, Danny it, bites it, it, it really would have helped out. That's what they should have called it, called Danny, Danny Bites It. Yeah, because, I mean, is t- <laughs> now... <laughs> 
I mean, we do have to remember that when Doctor Sleep came out, the novel came out. I mean, that, that's I'm sure there was hopes that it would be a movie at the time, but it was just a novel. It was a novel that came out. Yeah. In seeing the movie now, finally seeing the story, Doctor Sleep makes perfect sense. It, it, it's yes. a great yeah. title for it now that I've seen the movie. Now I have to say this: um, unlike you and Mike, I love to read. I read books all the time. I read fantasy, sci-fi. I mean, if you if you throw a Dungeons and Dragons book in front of me, I'm going to read it from front to back twice. I wish I could because read like I'm you. An, I, I really I'm, do. I'm a straight up nerd. What I have to do now is because I've read The Shining, and I've seen The Shining, and now I've seen Doctor Sleep. I did not want to read the book before the movie because I didn't want to ruin the movie. Right. I need to go back and read it now because at the end of The Shining in the book, the Overlook blows up. What happened at the end of Doctor Sleep actually happens at the end of The Shining in the book. Oh, really? So now I need. Oh. To read. Yeah. So now, and if you ever have you ever seen the Shining miniseries that was on TV, Colby? It had uh, Rebecca no, DeMornay, yeah. Rebecca DeMornay, and Stephen, Stephen Weber. Weber. It is um, Stephen King did not like Stanley Kubrick's version of The Shining. It's widely uh, yeah. known that he was like, "You ruined my book," because he took his own his own uh, liberties with it. Sure. So he did the TV series, which was really good, but did not do it justice because you can't, it was 1994 or something, you could not be spooky on CBS back then. Yeah. You, you couldn't even, I mean, Family Guy has more liberties than they had back then. Right. So at the <laughs> end, Clearly. Right? At the end, <laughs> at the end of the Shining in the book, that's what happens. Danny, or Jack is chasing Danny and he's like, hey, I think you forgot something. And Jack's like, no, I didn't. He goes, like, maybe the boiler room? And Jack's like, oh, shit. And he turns around, he runs back to the boiler room, and it blows up after Wendy and Danny escape. And um, you have to forgive me. Um, the character played by Scatman Carruthers and um, uh, the, the one that kept coming back to visit Janny, Danny in this book. L- loved Scatman Carruthers in the original Shining. Uh, the, 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 oh, doggone it, the black guy. The, the guy. Character. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about, though. Yeah, he doesn't die in the book. He gets hit with a croquet mallet, not an axe. So they all actually end up, after the book, they go. They end up moving down to Miami. Okay. So I want to see how Stephen King starts Dr. Sleep, having written a book that the Overlook blew up. I'm, yeah. I'm very curious to see where this goes. So I'm going to have to read the book now that I've seen it, and I might have six minutes a week free time funny thing is is when dr sleep started and it says you know wherever in florida my first thought was of course they live in florida yeah they live right next to wrinkles the clown because next door because why wouldn't it start in florida (laughs) um is there anything else how did how did the uh the recast work for you i I don't want to call it recast but i mean obviously oh i know what you're saying that it's made yeah i would like to say that I am much happier, much happier, with the gentleman that was behind the bar when Danny was sitting at it, looked like Jack Nicholson, but was not young age CGI'd Jack Nicholson. I approved of that, and I thought the rest of the casting, to me, with the exception of Wendy, was spot on. I'll say this. Really? I liked this Wendy better than original Wendy. Well, of course you did. This Wendy is attractive. No, that that's not why. I, because <laughs> to me, if you remember, when we when we were talking about this before, Wendy is, to me, the worst part of the Shining movie because she's just so... just. Which is funny because we've talked about this. Uh, even though you hate her the most, she's the strongest part of that movie. I, I get it, but, you know... Stanley Kubrick did not want his actors to be attractive. 
I it, this has nothing to do with looks. No, I know. But I just know that all of us have kids and we have wives and their moms. Mothers would be more fierce than what Wendy was if You're their kids' safety uh, was in danger. Are you saying that the new Wendy would be able to hit a double? Uh, very much so. <laughs> Old Wendy couldn't even bunt. <laughs> what did you think, Colby? Wendy and young Danny worked for me. I just wish it was. I, I wish we we lingered on it a little bit too long, in my opinion. I wish that they were kind of in and out. Um, and they would be shot in a way where there wouldn't be too much focus that these are very different actors. Now, for me, I just saw the movie less than two months apart. So it was like, wow, this is a really big difference. For somebody who hasn't seen the movie in 20 years, you know, or 30 years or something like that, it's like, oh, okay. Like, oh, wow, this guy kind of looks like, you know, Jack. Um, And because there was no, like, I don't think, like, after Watch The Shining, I didn't really know, like, what was going on. All I know is that the, the Overlook and ghosted it. Right. And the ghosts were corrupting, you know, um, Jack's mind and essentially bringing out all of his demons. And he has a lot of demons and a lot of baggage. And it was cool seeing Jack work with the bartender, right? Because that was right. just a regular guy. And then at the end of the you see Jack, spoiler alert for Shining, transpose himself on that, you know, so, he's, so essentially he's now a part of the Overlook. Right. So I knew that he would come up somehow, but the fact that he was the bartender and I really wish that they would have shot it in a way where I didn't see his face. I would love to like get parts of it because you can definitely tell that it's not him and it came across as too much of like a impersonation as opposed to a performance. I completely um, agree. So yeah. Uh, go, go ahead. Sorry. But uh, yeah, it's just, it was just, a, it was just uh, it's, that's a nitpick for me, but it, it, it just, it, it took me out with, with me. And I'll expand on it even more because I, I thought the same thing. It didn't ruin it for me. In fact, I thought the guy did an amazing job. But goddamn, how awesome would it have been if they'd have taken taken that Marvel level CGI youth process yeah. and put Jack Nicholson behind the bar for that? I just think that that would have knocked this movie out of the park. And by no means do I say that that ruined the movie. But if they were able to pull that off and it was father talking to son about that. Uh, that could have been gripping. I'm glad they didn't do that. I know that sounds silly. I just, I'm glad they didn't. I wish they would have done it and it would have been awesome. Like, if they would have just do it, done it to do it and the dialogue was shitty, but how, think about that, how awesome that scene could have been if it was Jack Nicholson talking to Danny in that, I, I just think that would have been awesome. I feel like if you put Jack Nicholson in that spot, you got to bring back... Uh, no, it, it just Man, for that I'm, one scene. I'm just straight up losing my 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 gourd, my mind here today. The woman that played um, the one that played Wendy, you'd have to bring her back to CGI. No, you her. don't. I, I oh, think so. Shelly uh, Duvall. Yeah, Shelly Duvall. I, I I don't think you have to do that at all. I, I just think that one scene with Jack and his son Danny it, it, talking, just whatever they would have came up with that dialogue. I just think that would have been an absolute home run, but it by no means am, am I saying it ruined the movie because it didn't for me. I thought the guy did a great job. I, I think he did too. The one thing, the other thing I didn't like was in, in the book, the, the phrase you're going to take your medicine was a, a common thread. Okay. That's what happened when uh, Jack would get angry with Danny. You little pup. You're going to take your medicine, you little pup. Right. And they never mentioned that in The Shining. They should not have mentioned that in Dr. Sleep. Yeah, it's... Because you're like, why is he, yeah, why is he, it, why is yeah. he saying that? 
Yeah. I missed those things. Yeah, there was a, there was a couple of connections, and it was hard because Mike Flanagan was was tasked the job to make a sequel to the book because Stephen King is an EP on this movie, but then also to make a you know a sequel to the film, and to try to marry both was a tall order. Yeah. Um, and it, it, there's elements that could have made this film absolutely great, um, but it still doesn't take away. I, I still really enjoyed it. Yep. Um, I, I just it, it sucks that a lot of people are going to walk away like kind of like oh well that was a hit and a miss. I don't think it deserves that. No, it doesn't. I, th- I thought it, I thought they did a fantastic job. And whenever I can go eh, this and that and eh, I, I, that means I'm pretty happy with it. One thing I can I my hope is that when this movie comes out on digital, which movies are known to do, it does very well. It it, it recoups whatever you know they consider a loss at the movies. But I can tell you this: if they if they come out with a special group pack with The Shining and this on Blu-ray with you know what I'm all in on that a hundred percent. Yeah. Well, I will say there, there was rumors that they had already prior to the film release were already in development with a sequel to Dr. Sleep um, that was going to be called Howard Reed for some reason. I don't know. Um, I don't care like about that, like that, that character. I want to know more about the true knot. I obviously don't even remember them calling themselves the true knot in the film, but that's what they're called. Um, we haven't really spent too much time on, but I, I find the way that they work, these little carnival folk that are, you know, essentially, you know, gallivanting across the country and murdering people like that have superpowers <laughs> right? is so cool. And Rebecca Ferguson is so awesome. Like she, she is, was oh man, honest. crushed it. Every one of those, every one of those carnival. And listen, that looks like something that you can go see on the weekend down in Riverview, Florida. I'm not yeah. lying. Um, Oh yeah! Every one of them. Every go one e- of them. Go to Ebor City. Hundred <laughs> percent. Good call, Colby. Good call. And you don't even live here, and you know right? that. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Yeah, there you go. Good work, sir. <laughs> they, uh, they absolutely. The casting in this movie was phenomenal. I loved, I loved the uh, the little girl's father and mother. I loved the carnies, the little boy that they ended up harvesting. Uh, it, it, everybody in this movie was, to me, was was perfect. I'll was just say this: on. she was the hottest carny I've ever seen. Well, that's <laughs> not a long walk. <laughs> that, that, hey, still, gonna, <laughs> still, still going to say it. You can put Betty White present day up against any carny, and she wins ninety eight percent of the time. All right, that's a fair point. Right? <laughs> yeah, but I'd rather drink with Betty White. Fair enough. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, what else you got going on, Colby? You got anything you want to promote or anything? Nah, man. You know what? Um, just. It's been a, it's a busy time of the year. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to keep up. I'm not going to let the sickness get me down. I'm actually I'm checking out Waves uh, in a couple of hours. Um, so I'm really excited to uh, go ahead and watch that. Trey Edward Schultz with uh, Kelvin Harrison Jr., Sterling K. Brown. Um, I've got a lot of things. Uh, you know, we had a big weekend this past weekend you know, with Disney+. Plus. So I thought to myself, hey, I know that there's podcasts that are out there that just focus on, like, Hulu and... Amazon and Netflix, but I don't really know of one that kind of covers it all. Right. My dumb behind said, I'm going to create a podcast that does the whole shebang. So <laughs> I'm going to be launching the, uh, the stream team podcast. It's going to be the sports center for the streaming platforms that you love. Uh, one-stop shop for what to watch and what not. And I'll be your lead anchor. So if you think of like what uh, 30 or 45 minutes of sports center will be like, imagine that set, to uh, cover all your streaming platforms. Well, you better lead off with The Mandalorian. That's all I'm saying. Did, did, well, I'll ask you about uh, episode one. How'd you like it? We, actually, Greg and I, I just made Greg watch it before we started. 
I loved it. Hey, I have been so nice. do- I have been so doggone busy, Colby. I had not even had opportunity to sign up for Disney Plus. Uh, we're Verizon Unlimited members, so we're supposed to get a year for free. But their password recovery and stuff on their website, you got to excuse me, sucks balls. Thanks, Verizon, <laughs> bastards. So I haven't signed up yet because why pay when I don't have to? Right. And uh, he comes yeah. over. Have you seen it yet? I'm like, no. He's like, all right, hold on. So I walk away, come back. He's like, it's all set up. Let's watch the first episode. I swooped in like the, like the white knight that I am, and I added his profile to my account, and just I said, okay. I grabbed him by the scruff of the neck. I put him in a chair and said, you're going to watch this. So we watched episode one. <laughs> yeah. And Look at uh, that. short version, I loved it. To me, it was the most Star Wars thing I've seen since Return of the Jedi, or R- Rogue One, to be honest with you. I, I loved it. I want so much more. But the episodes being short, I think it made it just makes me want more and more. It's very smart, and obviously, you know that the monster that is Disney are emotional manipulators. Yes, now, I'm not a super duper Star Wars fan, but I, I'm above average, and I respect. Like, I, it looks great. I love seeing a, a shorter format with such high production value, and I really have asked myself, how long can they go? with Pedro Pascal not showing his face the entire time. Yep. <laughs> well, I was going to say to Mike, that's um, probably the most money anybody's ever made for not showing their face. But here's, here's, where, they're, you know, here's where they're nailing it. Hollywood, Hollywood producers, they're like, no, we got, you know, if we cast this guy, we got to see that face. Like, that's what we're paying for. Nobody wants to see a mask. Yeah, well, I, I personally think they're playing off of Boba Fett a little bit because nobody ever saw Boba Fett's face, and he's one of those popular characters True. in the Star Wars lore. They're letting somebody... And I don't know John Favreau personally, but to have seen the work that he's done, he has to be a Star Wars fan. It's nice to let somebody who knows how to make films and write films and direct films be in charge of something that he's a fan of and going, here's your, here's your golden ticket. Do what you want. The, uh, the little things that they put in the first episode, the nod that the carbonite freezing is now that it was perfected on Han is now widely used for Mandalorians. Um, some of the alien species that you see throughout, you know, the Ugnot, Nick Nolte from Empire Strikes yeah. Back. Um, just li- I have spoken. Li- I have spoken. <laughs> Little things like that that they put in this, just so it grabs a Star Wars fan, it slaps him in the face and said, now it says this show, I own you. I have spoken. You're going to watch every week. And it's true, because now I'm hanging on every single Friday for this show to come out. Yep. No, it's definitely... They've got it down. My only thing is, because uh, everybody said, oh, is Disney Plus going to be the Netflix killer? It's not because they're going after a completely different audience. Yep, I you agree. Know, you got people who are Star Wars fans, and let me tell you something. Once we're once it's January and this, this, uh, this season is over with Mandalorian, there's no more Star Wars content for, what, a year, year and a half at least? Allegedly 2022. Allegedly. <laughs> That's gonna be that. That's tough. I mean, yeah, you got. I will say, I've, I've checked out some of these uh, the 4K remasters, you know, for the uh, the OG, you know, Star Wars films. But they got to They're gonna have to pump out a lot of content to keep people interested because Netflix, even though they're burning cash like crazy, they condition people to think that there's something new coming out almost every week. Well, your the Star you know? Wars stuff is gonna kind of go. Into carbonite freezing. Sorry, had to. And yeah. they're really, <laughs> they're really going to focus on the Marvel content because that's, you, that's you, what's going to keep people. You've got in. the Marvel shows coming. You've got the additional Marvel movies coming. I mean, Marvel is going to put the app on its back and carry it for sure. Yeah, it's definitely got to because we don't get that till the end of next year, a year from now. So it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. But yeah, that's that's the that's the podcast coming. So I'll be recording an episode zero there. That'll put me at three pods and then all the other guest spots that i do and obviously whenever you guys 
will have me. You know, um, I want to make sure to be able to come back whenever I, I can. I would love to do that. But listen, this is what I got to do before I let you go. I've been watching SportsCenter since it came on TV. So what I would like to say is, here we go. Yep. Oh, look at there. We got a Star Wars. And oh, back, 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 back. It's a home run. All right. So did I get my job? Did I have a spot? Craig Kilborn was always my favorite because of the quick one-liners, The just the not changing his tone of voice. It was just the quick one-liners. But, yeah, it's – Keep keep us posted, man. You you know we're gonna listen and we'll, we'll pump We'd it out. Love and, to be a part of it. And uh, we're we're, uh, hey. we're we're mutual fans, obviously, because we keep talking to each other. So yeah, we'll we'll definitely do all we can to help out. Absolutely. Hey, well, thank you guys for having me, man. It's been a pleasure. Hey, if you guys have not got a chance to go see Doctor Sleep, obviously, Greg, Mike, and the Mac to tell you to go watch the movie. Give us your thoughts. Be a part of the conversation. Uh, if you're not following me, you can do so at Kobe told me on Twitter, Instagram. And if you're still in the Facebook, I'm there at Kobe Mac. And when they ask you where you heard it from, you tell them Kobe told me. That's Peace what guys. I love. I love it. Thanks, buddy. I got one more question for oh. you before you go. Oh, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's a rough month. We might not be able to have you back on just because of all the family stuff that goes on. Give me the three movies that you are looking forward to between now and the new year. Your top three. Go. Top three. All right. Um, Rise of Skywalker. I'm now getting really, really excited about. Queen and Slim. Getting really, really excited about. And Knives Out. Yes. Yeah. I personally, I Knives Out is one of those movies when I saw the trailer, I'm like, what? Now I kind of want to see it. But my biggest one right now, obviously Rise of Skywalker, is 21 Bridges with Chadwick Boseman. Are you going to check that out tomorrow? I am, I am pumped for this movie, and I have been since I saw the first trailer. Um, just something about that guy that's just cool, and I want to see what he does. And this, I mean, I'm a sucker for a cop movie. That this looks real, a lot of fun. And the Russos did it. I mean, yeah. everything they yeah. do turns to gold. So I'm all in on Twenty One Bridges. Knives Out. I'm really looking yeah. forward to, and I, I'm I'm interested in Queen and Slim. I, I want to see how they do it and where they take it. Queen and Slim, and obviously, you know, uh, it, it is Queen and Slim, and, I, and I've, uh, I've spoken to people that have seen the movie. Um, this is not a movie for everybody. It's going to be a very divisive film. Um, it is very unapologetically black. I will say that. Um, I got a chance to watch 15 minutes of the movie and talk to some folks that, like, went into the construction of it. And there's themes in there that are probably going to be tough, you know, depending upon uh, this. I don't want to say it's a political. Well, it is a, yeah, no, this is absolutely a political film. Um, so I think that if this ain't your bag, don't even give it a shot. Right. But if it is, you know, like it just, and, and I feel like people have to be responsible with the way that they watch films. You know, um, I will never go watch a movie, you know, with bad intentions because off the back I'm like, ah, this movie's got to work super hard to win me over. You know what? If you go on that mindset, it's not going to do that. You're going to be even more pissed because you just spent money and wasted two hours of your time, you know? Um, but yeah, it's, it's definitely going to be an interesting story. Um, I know that there's a lot of elements that kind of mimic the way that the lens are. Um, this is not a Thelma and Louise kind of spin. Uh, so I don't want people to be fooled by that either. Um, but I, I, I know that there's going to be some really great and strong elements and I will know soon. I actually have a, I have an early access screening to that on Monday. So it should be fun. Man, Kobe living large. You so fancy, right? Hey, man, you know this is this is. I'm I'm starting. I'm, I'm almost a year in doing this. So uh, sweet. It's for you. starting. The, the growth has been cool, and and everything's been all right. And then, hey, when we get a chance, sometime soon, man. You know, uh, I want to get back and talk and talk up shopping sports. All right. Absolutely, you got it. 
Back, 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 right, back, 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 back. That's my last plug. <laughs> thanks, Colby. Thank you take care. Thank you so much, man. Hey, we'll talk to you soon, brother. Y'all take it easy. Thanks, buddy. Talk to you then. Always a pleasure to talk to that gentleman right there. He's fun. He's fun. He knows his shit. He's got it going on. Listen to one of his 37 podcasts. Proof positive right there that um, someone that is still capable of not agreeing on everything right? and still having a kick-ass discussion. Absolutely. So much fun. And if we could do that more as a society, it would be a better place to live. And I'm just talking about when we text back and forth about certain things and movies and everything. Right. Like we, we'll disagree about quite a few things, but man, it, it's just it's fun talking to. The I guy. wish I, I wish I had more time to do social media like that with yeah, him. I whatever. just don't. But listen, one more whatever. time. One more time, Colby. Back, 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 back. All right. Do it. So now, we decided this week. Now that we're balls deep in Stephen King, right? We decided <laughs> we'd do our top Stephen King moments, not Wait. our top Stephen King's movie. Wait. Wait. To coincide with the with the th- thing we're doing okay. now that we're jingle balls deep in Stephen King. There it is. Let's let's get at it. We're gonna do our top five Stephen King items. Re- related what, material. Related material. There's so much. We're not even gonna put The Shining in it, or because The Shining is hands down. I remove Shining and Doctor Sleep as one package. Fair deal. enough. I, For good. obvious, we've talked about it enough. Guys, it, listen. Doctor Sleep's a great movie. It's not bloody. It's not gory. It's not even like crazy, creepy, spooky. It's got. It's it's it's. It's worth seeing. It does it's, this. It sneaks up behind you like Joe Biden. It grabs around your, your chest and your shoulders and just says, hey, you're going to enjoy this for two and a half hours, and there's nothing you can do about God it. God damn. Two and a half hours. Yep. Ouch. Yep. All right. You want to go first? You want me to go first? You go first. I always go first. Actually, you know All what? Right. All right, fine. Because I have three little non-related items that, okay. I, that I just wanted to mention. Love it. First thing. This is more of a trivia thing. I'm sure you already know this. Stephen King-related material that people have seen but did not know was Stephen King-related. Be careful, because I think they're on my list. The Running Man. Yep. With with Schwarzenegger. Yep. Was a short story by Stephen King, but he was going under the fake name Richard Bachman. Richard Bachman, the Bachman books. Um, Which, now, I know I always say I don't read. I've read this story, The Long Walk, because it's a short story which was supposed to be adapted into a movie, but whatever. Crazy, crazy short story, but anyway. Two other things that I just wanted to mention real quick. One is a comic book by Stephen King's son, Joe Hill, Lock and Key, which is also supposed to be made into a series on Netflix, I believe. Awesome story. Uh, family of three. I believe it's a aunt and her um, niece and nephew, but anyway, there's a, a an adult woman, boy and a girl, inherit this mansion which has ridiculous amount of doors every door is like a different dimension different part of the world or it's it's crazy it's a very very cool our buddy jim hogarth when that we used to work with at lockheed brought those in and let me start reading them and it was crazy good and ever since then i've wanted to see it as a movie or a show and now it's finally coming so it's really good sweet and the last one is the dark tower that was made a movie idris elba I enjoyed it, not and what I was expecting. McConaughey, hey, hey, hey. Exactly. It was not what I was expecting because I've read a portion of the comics. It's It was just it was not faithful to that. But Correct. there is another series coming to Amazon that is supposed to be accurate and more accurately those, adapted. Those are some of his most popular books, were the Dark Tower books. I just had to mention them at least. Did you? You missed two. 
in that that people don't realize are Stephen King. Oh, I know. I, I just I wanted to keep it under you know two hours. Do you know what the other two were? I I I don't. Maybe go the Shawshank Redemption. Oh yeah 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 yep. And the Green Mile. Yes. In fact, I almost put the Green Mile on my list, but I wanted to keep it more spooky King. I gotcha. Yeah. I did Stephen King straight up because not, not today, boss. <laughs> I'm tired, boss. <laughs> I'm tired, boss. I am tired, boss. Okay, I'll go first then. Go. My number five was actually the Running Man short story. No shit. It's so much better than the. And look, sorry about that, man. I no, it's all right. It, it did. Uh, I never would have guessed that would be on your list. Fucking the movie. The, the the movie was great. Okay, the movie's stupid. It's che- it's cheeky. It's it's a fucking '80s movie, 80s. right? Richard Dawson. I'm sorry, I love Richard Dawson. If you put Jesse the Body Venture in a movie, it's great. I don't right? care what it is. So good, but the short story is unbelievable. It's so fucking good. It's so good. I. I Again, everybody out there, I don't want to read. It's worth it. It's totally worth it because it, it's part of the, it's. There's a book called The Bachman Books, and it's short stories that Stephen King wrote under a pen name because he wanted to know if people were reading his books because they were they had Stephen King on them or if because they were good. And it has four stories in it. Uh, the uh, Running Man and The Long Walk is one of them, right. or, or two of them. I don't remember the other two. I have read both of them multiple times, and they're fantastic. The long walk fantastic. is messed up. It's just long, a messed up story. The long walk is fucked up. That's it's, a messed it's up story. Fucked up. Yep. But the the Running Man is the best way to describe the Running Man for me is an episode of the story. Like yeah, the okay. the, the, the the short story is it's almost like you're watching The Fugitive. Really? Yeah. This okay. TV series. They were constantly the whole country is trying to find this guy. Okay. It's great. All it's right. great. And Fair you enough. will ne- and and uh, and spoilers, it ends nothing like the movie. Okay. Nothing. So right off the bat it's really good. It's really good. Yeah. All right. Good enough. All right. My number 5 Pet Cemetery, the original movie. Um it's so funny because the movie's not funny, but Amy and I went to see this. It actually is, if you watch it, it now. If you watch it now, yeah, it's it, it's hilarious. And the only one I really rooted for to die in that movie was the church was church because it was a cat. Because that cat was a dick. <laughs> um, that scene with Fred Gwynn, Herman Munster, the two what to this day, because of my sarcasticness or whatever, the line in the movie where he. They're explaining, you know, what's going on, and he just often goes, "It's that damn road." Yeah. <laughs> it just, yeah. I would do that, and instantly she's cracking up. <laughs> In fact, I guarantee she's giggling right now just thinking of that. Um, but the movie itself, when it was going on, the fact that you know you have a child die, the lengths that a parent would go to. It, it, again, with movies like this. I always gauge it on. I put myself in the situation, and that's what makes it scary. Yeah, or terrifying, or however you want to, however you want to categorize it. I always look at it as in that situation. How would you feel? And that's yeah, creep. You know, goofy movie now, but the situation to me, yeah, it's. I could see where things would spiral out of control if you had that option. In high school, we had about thirty of us that would hang out together on Friday nights. We were all friends. Kind of all dated within the group, our it girlfriends and stuff like that. Explains a lot. Yeah, not 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 like you know incest type style, but typically of, typically lot, within that group we are a lot of fishbowl parties. Is no, that what you're saying? Zero keys in the bowl. I wish no. 
<laughs> no. It was just that we the group of friends that we had, we all happened to be boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever, but but it was really pretty much all of us that were friends in high school, it was just that group. Sure. And we would typically end up at somebody's house on Friday nights. And a lot of our parents knew all the kids. We we weren't bad kids. We never trashed a place, but we'd always get together and we'd watch a movie or something like that. And we right. watched a lot of horror movies, which I was not a fan of. But Pet Cemetery was one of them, and I had not read the book because I wasn't, as we've gone over before, not a horror guy back then. Right. When that little boy got killed, it's tough. I straight up looked around the room and said, "What the fuck just happened?" That's tough, right? I'm like, dude, no, 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 no. In the fact that oh. all you see is the tumbling tennis shoe, right? It's. I had those tennis shoes as a child. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> that's rough. Zips, zips with a big Z. Zips because they made you run were. faster. But it was it that was that was a creepy movie yeah. when, when it came out. I haven't seen the remake. I heard it was like eh. I haven't, but I will. I, I absolutely eventually, will. Yeah. It, it'll show up on eventually Netflix or something eventually, and James, I'll watch it. James Thompson will tell us about it because I'm sure he saw it. Yep. Um, my number four was uh, Silver Bullet. God, that's such, uh, Gary Busey. Yeah. Yep. Um, it's not a good movie. It's not. It's it's garbage. But when I saw it, and I'm like, that's that's a that's really cool. It was it was fun. It was fun to watch. It was a horror movie, much in the vein of like Christine or Firestarter, where it wasn't a horror movie, but it was a horror movie. You know what I mean? Like you're yep. like, what's going on? What's going on? Oh shit, he's a he's a werewolf. I just thought it was it was a fun. It was early eighties. I think it was like eighty three or eighty four. They made young that Corey Haim. I think it he was. He was the kid in the wheelchair. I think it was, yeah. yeah. Um, it just... God, I know a lot of stupid shit. We all do. We both do. That's why we're <laughs> here, man. That's why we're here. Look, we have to give back to the world. Right. Uh, I just thought it was... Just because of the way it struck me. Right. Again, it's not The Shining. No, I mean, what is? Yeah. Um, so, but hey, I, I, I enjoyed The Silver Bullet. Hey, if there's one thing you we can... I mean, everybody can... There's a lot of really good Stephen King stuff, and there's a lot of bad. Oh, yeah. There, but there is. the good outweighs the bad. So for sure, um, my number four was that to this day I I could still watch it and consider it a good movie. Children of the Corn. Oh man, that movie fucked a lot of people up. Those kids from Columbus are just fucking terrifying. They just a bunch of inbred hicks in a town that you I'm can't sorry, drive man. out of. Those kids are way too fucking smart to be from Columbus. Outlander. <laughs> Every time Malachi yells, Outlander. It's just scary. That it was, really is. that was a movie that was super creepy, that got its point across without all the blood. It had a little bit of blood at the end. Yeah, I mean, you have to it, eventually. But it wasn't you. I mean, you're just sitting there the whole movie, and it, like we've talked about before, what you don't know and what you can't see. You're just like, what? What? Where is this going? To this That's day, a good one, man. To this day, when you see a cornfield, I don't think of the baseball movie. <laughs> I th- absolutely think of what is in that cornfield. If you plant it, they will die. Yeah, exactly. My number three was a tie um, because they're very similar and because a lot of people... It was Shawshank Stop and Green Mile. my shit. You, you, it was, you can't it was do ties. Same thing. Green Mile, Shawshank Redemption. That's my thing. I know. I know. But it's not a. It's not widely known. A lot of people don't know they're Stephen King. A lot right. of people do. The The vein of those movies is just so... It's it, it's You do not expect, expect a pure movie from Stephen King. Like Stand By Me? Yes. The, there's another there's one. There's another one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, completely forgot about that. Another one. For completely <laughs> forgot about that from my list because that movie. That's what I'm here for. That, I have it written down. You know what? I can't put it on my list at this point because I forgot about it. That's a perfect movie for I me. I didn't put it on my list because it's not a creepy King movie, but it is a Stephen King it's, based it's a, movie. It's a perfect movie. Yeah. It, it's it's fantastic. Um, 
But the Shawshank Redemption, if it's on TV, it stays on. As far as I'm concerned, it's it's close. It's on AFI's top 100 list. Sure. Uh, the long, the long, or the Green Mile. I love me some Tom Hanks. Uh, every character in that movie is perfectly portrayed by their actor. Um, just a- every one of them. I, 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 you can't go into them because they're super long, but they're great. They're when super that great. son of a bitch did not wet the sponge, I was rooting for him to die. Oh yeah. Throughout the rest of the movie, and then when he finally got it, I was like, okay, this is a great movie. Yeah. Percy. Percy. I fucking hate Percy. What a fucking horrible name for... And um, yeah, I as far too. as to go back to Stand By Me, to this day, have not had a blueberry pie. Just saying. <laughs> Can't do it. Great movie. Great movie. Uh, so we're at number two? Mm-hmm. Salem's no, no, Lot. No, no, no. It's, your, it's your number three. Oh, my number three? Oh, yeah. Okay, Salem's Lot. The original and the TV series. The original movie is scarier which it was a TV movie, if I if I remember way back when, because I saw it on TV. The um, the series was really good, just not as scary. And we all know what one scene I'm talking about that will haunt my dreams forever and why you will never come into my bedroom window. When that little brother comes floating through the fog mm. and is just scratching his fingernails, hey, let me in. Oh, my God. It's no, so, hey. It's so... It's so... It's... Wouldn't it be fun to do a modern, up, updated version of that? With someone floating to your window, yeah. trying to get it, knowing full well that they can't come in, the amount of shit you would talk mm-hmm. back, no motherfucker, you ain't coming in. Yeah, okay, no problem. Don't hey, ever come out. Why don't you float your ass down to the Krispy Kreme and bring back a bag, and then we'll talk. Yeah, <laughs> that <laughs> would be fun, Krispy right? Cream. That would be fun. Uh, yeah, Salem's Lot, just fun. R- Rutger Hauer was in the series, mm-hmm. or not? He was in the series that was with uh, Rob Lowe. Um. The series was really good. Rob Lowe and Rucker Howard were both in it. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Really good. Rest but in peace. Just not as scary, but it was still super good. Well, it couldn't be because it was kind of broadcast. It wasn't. I, th- I would love to see that series on Netflix or Amazon Prime or something where they could sure. do what they wanted to do. Sure. My number two. Yep. Misery. Oh, the hobbling. That scene <sighs> in and of itself. And he was a bitch. <sighs> Mr. Noodlehead. Yeah. <laughs> That was the best part. She it, wouldn't swear. Oh, yeah. Right? <laughs> the she, names were so smashed, ridiculous. Dude, she smashed his ankle with two by... I mean, golly. I mean, Jesus Christ. The hobbling. I'll right? never forget it. That's the, the, that's the fourth Hobbit that Stephen Jackson never made. The crunch. Oh. Exactly. And it's a great movie. Oh, phenomenal. It's a great movie. Yes. But that scene within, in and of itself was just... Oh, my and God. When he bashes her head in with a fucking typewriter. So awesome. Justice. That, that's what I call it. That's poetic justice. Justice. Right there. Right irony. There. We like to call it irony. Yeah. Spoilers. I, Roni. Yeah, right? Number what? Two. Yep. As bad as it was, again, going back to what we talked about earlier, putting yourself in that situation, the Langoliers. <laughs> God damn, that was horrible. Everybody's gone. Like, yeah. where did everybody go? And then you landed in an airport. There's no people, no power, no no nothing. The end was, yeah, kind of hokey, you know, with the big black pack men that were eating the runway. But leading up to that, the whole premise of that movie, I, I loved it. It was almost like I Am Legend, just not as good. Yeah, I, I would have, <laughs> I probably would have put the stand before that, but Bronson Pinchot stole the show in uh, the Langoliers. But it was such a dick. He was, he was such, such an a ass. dick. Believe it or not, my number one is The Long Walk. See? 
I read a story, Greg. I, and, I read and, a book. And, and I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. If you're going to brag about a book that you've read, that's a good one. Actually, if I put it correctly, I read a story in a book. True. So there. If you guys haven't read this, I can't describe it. It's, you just got to read it. It's like fucking American Idol with a horrible, horrible, horrible twist. Here's the short, short, short version of it. You have to walk at a certain pace or you will get shot if you stop. Yeah. Or slow down. Yep. It's I, really, really good. It's really good. Can I tell you the best part about the story for Absolutely me? Absolutely, you can. Is I can't remember the character's name because it's been so long. Oh, wait. You get three warnings about your pace, That's correct? Right. You That's get right. three warnings. So. On the third so. one, it's click, click, boom. One of the kids decides, hey, I've, this is worth using one of my warnings. It's to stop and suck on some boobies. That's right. Because the girl was rooting for him, and he was like, he was literally like, oh, okay, I'm going to spend one. Yeah, because I'm probably going to bite it anyway. I'm going to bite it anyway, so hey, right. I may as well get this little part, and then, yeah, and then he gets the warning, and then he goes about it, he just keeps walking. Yeah, it takes it takes place in a dystopian world, obviously. Oh, but, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Um, I, again, didn't... <laughs> no, because they actually had brain functions. Well, you know. Yeah, it was funny. though. I read that story in that book. Um, it's, it's worth it. Guys, find it and read it. It's worth it. My number one, and I had to leave it off this because it's so recent, and okay. it's just it's it's a given. Completely, it's just com- an absolute given. Completely brain farted on it. Super excited to watch part two tomorrow night. Oh, how are you watching Super, it uh, on TV? It, it's out on digital now. Oh, it is okay. It, I mean, yeah, it is on digital. Um, number one, the mist. Okay, fucked me up. The ending, it, both of us really, because when that happened, when and I don't even want to give it away if you haven't seen it. Yeah, don't. It's a great twist. It's if a Shyamalan you, level twist. It, I would. It's above that. I mean, it's six cents. Sure. To me, the ending of this movie is. Everyone always throws around the term "what the fuck" moments. This is a legitimate "what the fuck" moment. The ending of this movie will keep you awake for a few hours, going, "What did I just watch?" And it's phenomenal. It's a great ending. It's it's horrible in a in a way that you're like I wasn't d- disappointed in the way this movie ended. It's messed up. Right. That's the best way to describe it. Yeah, but in a great way because you don't expect an ending like this, and it's it's just fucked up. I can't even describe it any other way. I heard a story one time. I don't know if it's true or not. Um, she was eighteen. It, it I could swear be, to God. It could be. <laughs> if you're in Columbus, you don't have to worry about that. Oh, nice. The story was that Stephen King writes a lot, and he writes a lot because he's a truly fucked up individual. Yeah. And he will write stuff, and he's not sure if he likes it or not, so he puts it off on the side. Apparently, he wrote this story, put it into his drawer. The Mist? I don't think it was the mist. Well, I don't, it wasn't because. Oh, it, are you are you going towards some, when it's something else of his? Yeah, with something else. I know exactly what you're talking about. He wrote a story, and put it off to the side, not sure if he liked it or not. He went back a couple years later. He read it, and it scared him, so he burnt it. I don't know if that's true or not. It's the notebook. <laughs> no, because we actually got to see that shit. Um, but I, I don't know if that's true. It sounds like something that he would do. Are you talking about the mist? No, I'm talking about a story that never we never got to see because he wrote it. Oh, put it off to the side. 
Wasn't sure if he liked it or not. Went back, reread it. It scared him, so he burnt it. To this day, we we still don't know. Is that we what you're saying? Yeah, we don't know if that's true or not. That we is Stephen on the phone. I would love. Oh my god! You hit him up on the. On Listen, the I'm not going to go talk to Charles Manson, but I'll talk to Stephen King because <laughs> the first thing I'm going to say is, what is how it? much coke did you do during Maximum Overdrive? <laughs> Um, only <laughs> movie to this day that he directed. I th- there's a reason. I still love Maximum Overdrive. Oh, it's it's a for, fucking pile of garbage that's fun to watch. ACDC is the soundtrack. I know who made who. The sound. The, it's, I'm in. Love it. Oh, I'm the, in. I, the the movie was garbage. Awful. Garbage. I'll watch it. It was the first Transformers, but they never transformed. In a way, yeah, it, it was, was. Autobots roll out and I just, shoot everybody. I just thought it was hysterical. The scene, because they spend a long time in that truck stop yep. with the trucks just circling. Um, <laughs> there's so many holes I can poke in it. It's, but the movie just, is a hole. Just drive through the fucking truck stop at this point. If you want them that bad. <laughs> the cheesiest part of that movie is the small flatbed with the machine gun on top. <laughs> it was Rolling down itself. the highway, <laughs> just shooting everybody. Uh, so, so just awful. bad. I thought you were talking about another legendary Stephen King story. Tell me. A weekend cocaine bender. That Bernie's. Oh. Did, almost. That he had no re- recollection of typing ended up being a movie. Very successful one. Do you know which one that is? Keep in mind, this book was written in three days on a cocaine bender, allegedly. That's the story. Cujo. Ugh. He typed that over a weekend. Now, this is the story. Blitzed out of his mind on Coke, and on the next week, doesn't remember writing it. And then it went on to be a big book and a Have movie. Have you ever seen Cujo? Oh, yeah. I saw it in the theater. See, I want to see it, but Susan, is she doesn't like dogs. Right. So I feel like I'd have to watch it by myself. I, I, I've heard about how good it is. I want to see it. That dog is so good in that movie. It's, it's awesome. It, it really is. And it all... Circles, spoilers, it's not just that he was a bad dog. It was bitten by a squirrel, and was it was a disease-infected. Right. just Like uh, 28 Days Later, rage-infected type ra- thing. He had rabies. But the way that this dog, and Dee Wallace doesn't get, didn't get enough credit for how good she was in that movie. It's, it's scary, because it takes place, the car don't work. It's her and her little kid in this giant St. Bernard, rabid, gooey and gross and muddy and just bloody it it's a scary type movie i mean hold on i'm gonna I'm, I'm about to be corrected by the marketing angel go ahead in my defense because people are gonna hear you don't like dogs yeah and, and start hating on she, me i have a phobia of oh, okay okay she's she's scared the, of dogs from the, I, I i said it wrong from the corrections she's, and omissions department it's not that she doesn't like dogs it's that she's scared of dogs so oh, you're just not around the right dogs well true I mean, it, it, you know, I, I I get it, I understand it, so I don't I don't push it, but I'll right. probably have to watch it before next uh, Halloween, just because I I've always wanted to oh, see that it's, one. It's definitely worth watching, and it's not it's not like it's going to keep you up at night or anything like that. But yeah, if you've got a phobia of dogs, this ain't going to help it. I mean, it scared the shit out of Joey, <laughs> right? I mean, sure. I... <laughs> that uh, yeah, it's it's worth seeing if you haven't seen it. Cool, nice job. Thanks. Yeah, that's all I got. All right. Everybody knows where to contact us, gbishop72 at putty2773 at top5forfighting, Instagram. Putnam2773 at Instagram. I'm still learning. There you go. Uh, Guys, you heard our commercial. Hashtag it. You heard our commercial. Uh, Get ready for some nice pictures. (laughs) 
I think that we'll probably have a whole. I think we'll probably have more than one a week, so we're probably have to make that bonus episode. Mike has his elf clapping right now as we speak. Um, this is going to get rough, guys. This is going to get dirty. We're, we're, this is going to. This might ruin the spirit of Christmas. <laughs> I should have named my elf Scarface, but I'm going to stick with the tinsel. Scarface. Tickler. Why should you have named him Scarface? Oh, because he's going to do a lot of blow over the next month. <laughs> A lot of blow? A lot of or blow. Or get a lot of blow. He's a, it could be either <laughs> a way. A little bit of A, a little bit of A. Well, if he's going to do a lot of blow, you should have just named him Stephen King. It's, it's going to get real Shawshank up in my house oh, with, with, with this thing. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you very, very much. Uh, we went extra long this week simply because we're making up for the fact that I screwed up last week. So thanks for listening. Please reach out. Let us know what you want. And we're going to go from there. See you next week. Let me tell you something about this monstrous Leviathan. Hand goes up. Please don't tell me that he's going to ask. Just wait. When does he kill the vampires? How do you feel about that, Ash? I could not care less. I think we're just going to have to clockwork orange your ass. All right. Wow, that's a good one. Thanks for bringing the room down, Richard. That sounds good. I was literally I can smell the freedom. He always buries the, something. Here's the precursor to this story. When I first it's like met a cat Nick. in a litter box. <laughs> All right, good one. Thanks, Mike. Yeah, you know whatever. And now I have a son in that same infantry. Literally, and it's it's just it's amazing to me.